All Self right. talk. We're back. One twenty six. One twenty six. We're in those numbers now that it's just like it doesn't. It, it doesn't even matter. It's just. It's like you're like, weren't we at one twenty six like a year ago? No, we weren't. We were fifty two episodes less than one twenty six <laughs> a year ago. Uh, Isn't that true. weird? Yeah, it's incredible. We, I mean, we are something. You know. <laughs> We are something. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us, if you are joining us. Yeah, if you would, take a moment to like and share the podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. And we'll probably say that again in about 10 minutes when people actually join. <laughs> um, but if you're listening to it after the fact, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Good for point. everybody that uh, doesn't remember, this is also a podcast, even though uh, we get a lot of people on Facebook. Yes. You can like listen to the podcast version on your favorite podcast app. Right. I use Downcast. A lot of people don't know about this app, and I love it. Or you can check us out on patreon.com slash snarf comics. It's been a little quiet over there lately, Jerry. Uh it has. I've completely forgot like completely forgot about it. And you know, I'll fix that. Yeah. You need to remind me because I'm terrible at remembering things. I'm trying to see are we live? Because nothing yeah, is... We are. We are absolutely live. Okay. We have seven individuals watching at the moment. <laughs> Sweet. And we appreciate it. Yes. Um, so, Jerry, what's going on on this rainy Listen, day? I got I got something to talk about. Oh. Okay. Let's give them something to talk about. So, I didn't know that this was going to happen. And I didn't know that, you know, people did this really anymore. Like I didn't think, you know, families snuck around. Snuck around. Oh yeah. So my wife and you have been sneaking around oh, behind my back. We did. We did a little sneaking. I didn't really, I, I think you're over evaluating contribution to this. Listen to me. You snuck around behind my back with my wife, and it's something I had to bring up live to all of you. I wanted to put it on air. I want to put them up. I want to post it up here. You're going to put me on front street? Yeah, I'm going to put you on front street. On the corner of front and center. You and my wife snuck around behind my back, and I find out about it yesterday. And I couldn't be more appreciative of the fact that you have done this. And my wife has done this. Your wife did. Yeah, yeah. She was obviously the one that <laughs> was doing this. I did this. really almost She nothing. pulled you into the <laughs> fold and said, like, I need help with this. Um, no, I, they, my wife got me a new computer that I've been wanting for a long time, a new MacBook Pro with the M1 chip. Look it up. It's very good. Um, and Chris helped her pick it out. And it was a surprise to me. And thank you for doing that. Again. Thank you, Amy. I did nothing. You should be thanking your wife. No, I am. I am. I am absolutely thanking my I, wife. I am very appreciative. I she just, also I just, just lent, doesn't know anything about computers. I just lent some uh, uh, an Amazon account and a little bit of... That's uh, where the sneaking came in. That's right where the sneaking, yeah. It's like... We ordered it on my Amazon Because she's account. tied into my account, and I see everything that gets bought through Amazon... <laughs> And I didn't see this happen. Yeah. And when I opened it up, I was like, where'd you get this? She's like, oh, we got it on Amazon. And it was delivered here. 
Uh-huh. Right to our studio. Yeah, right to the studio. Unbelievable. So, thank you. We have a new computer that I'm recording this audio on right yeah. now. And I love it. It's pretty nice. Thank you, Amy. I'm a big fan. It, are you, though? You're not a Mac fan. No, I'm not, actually. You're but not an Apple fan? I don't fan? want to like bring you down in your moment of triumph. <sighs> I know. But you should be, because it's a good computer. I'm, I'm not saying they're not good computers. I you just looked think at all the reviews. They're you, overpriced you, for, well, for I, what you're... Uh, I would completely agree for with that. For the hardware you're actually getting. Yeah, but you looked at the reviews, man. It's holding up. They're good. That, that chip looks like it's a real promising young woman. The pro- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the problem with it is like when Apple does anything proprietary to themselves, it starts driving price up, and you have to buy little dongles... Honestly, I was actually surprised how affordable that was. I didn't think it was going to be. I it, it's not that much more than a comparable PC, really. Right. It isn't. I I, mean, I I think it's good to go. I mean, I think it's good for what you would need to do, especially me. Like for what I need it for, this is absolutely more than what. Yeah, I need. to look cool. That's what you. Want That's for. I carry it around. And I show people. Actually, I come on a podcast and tell everyone, look at what I have. Yeah, and then he goes to That's the coffee I mean. shop. He sits down, doesn't even order coffee. No, but I tell everybody I'm a writer. He brings <laughs> yeah, he brings his own chai latte yeah. that he makes in his truck, brings it in to the coffee I'm shop. I'm thinking about brewing some matcha. Sits down with his mask on. Mm-hmm. Multiple. Multiple masks on. Gives people dirty looks. I mean, that's what I'm supposed to do now. If the waitress comes over and asks him if he needs anything, he throws like a little shit fit. Yeah. He's like, I have a right. I have a right to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Me? Do I need something? Are you serious? Do I look needy? That's what I say. In the Starbucks. The new Starbucks. Is it open? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, And then I get my teeth cleaned next door (laughs) in the Aspen Dental. What happened to the Panda Express? I don't know, but they're building something right next to it. Oh, right that now. must be the Panda Express. So they're building a whole other building? Yeah, there's a whole other building going next to it, like further south, just directly south of those buildings. This just makes no sense. But it's made out of wood. A wooden building? Who I would have thought. <laughs> I know. I don't know why they're doing this. <laughs> I thought they were all brick Does buildings. anybody know how expensive wood is right now? I, really? It's, I mean, it is. It's really expensive. It's really bad, but... Yeah, it was a wood structure. I just thought Panda Expresses were like block buildings. Like made out of pandas. Bones. Yeah, the bones. Panda bones. The, the bones of a panda. If I could build a building, man, would it be out of panda bones? <laughs> I feel like the wolf couldn't blow that down. No, no way. Where did the wolf come into the equation? You know, the wolf blows down like wood buildings and sticks. and Yeah. But not a brick building. There was no pushback there from like the uh, like the carpenters union on that story. The <laughs> masons were real happy with it. Oh, of course they were. <laughs> but no, most of those like big commercial buildings like that have a business in them are like cinder block. Yeah, cinder know? blocks. This is not a cinder block building going up next. It's a two by six or two by four building. It's traditional Chinese architecture. It's a Panda Express. I don't know if you know it or not. But that is as traditional Chinese food as you can get. Is it? So they have to give you like a real Seed good Seed and Top experience. would say that because oh, yeah. his favorite is Panda Express. And he... That's disgusting. I know. 
he like belittled us for not putting Panda Express on our top 10 fast food review. That is straight up insanity. He loves it. It is. It's cruel. It, it, it's gruel. <laughs> yeah, it's like to be honest. On a, to a be tray. honest, I don't know if I've had Panda Express. I don't know if I have. So I, don't I, remember I used it. to get it all the time in the uh, U of I Student Union. I thought you were going to say over in the. I think UK. that was a Panda Panda Express it, or something similar. Or the only other place I've really had it, I've had it at the mall, and then I've also had it at the overpass over like t- uh, two ninety four, the Oasis. Oh yeah, the Oasis. Yeah. I know that I've place. I've been at the Panda Express Why? Oasis many times. Why would you have done this? I love. I stop at the Oasis every time I go by just to walk around. Just to go in there? Yeah. Get the essence I, of I the sit, Oasis. I sit in a massage chair. I get like one slice of Sabaro, some Panda Express. I mean, Sabaro is where it's at. I like Sabaro a lot. In the Oasis? I don't know. <laughs> I've never... I don't know if I've been to the Oasis. I really? think I have one time. Mm. Uh, we got a, a school trip. We got a lot of people asking what snarf drinking tonight. I, I still am drinking the especial. Oh, I'm a, the old bush latte. Nothing fancy here, fellas. I I like I like that beer, the Modelo. Uh, David said NFL draft, <laughs> Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, and Top Chef. No wonder you guys only have seven viewers. Now we're up to ten. First off, and. Um, I don't know about any of those things. So, well, yeah, the White Sox had a doubleheader. The Cubs have been destroyed the last three games by the Braves, and they're playing the Braves again. They're probably going to get destroyed. I mean, it, what's Rizzo was pitching last night? So, do we want to see that? I don't. That's know. silly. He struck out Freddie Freeman, um, really good hitter, their first baseman. Why was he pitching? Because the Cubs are terrible, and they didn't have any bullpen. And Rizzo was out there pitching, and he threw a 61-mile-an-hour pitch that struck out the best hitter on the Braves, which is weird. <laughs> um, it's like bizarro world uh, in baseball. Either way, they lost 10 to nothing, and they're disgusting. Yes, NFL draft is going on, but, I mean, we are usually Bears fans. What are they going to do? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean they're gonna. I, I'm not. I've never been a draft person. I, I'm, I don't follow college football, so maybe that's why I don't, I, I don't get into it. Um, no, I'm the same. Yeah. I don't. I never get into it. I mean, if I know, I don't of, even know who the top prospects are. If I know the top prospects, I want to see who they go to. Right. And I want to see if the the Bears are in play for any of those. Most likely not. No. Even if they are in play, they will probably trade that pick. For a different one. For a worse. For Mitch okay. Trubisky. <laughs> That's what they will do. They'll uh, pass up on Patrick Mahomes and grab a Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but, you know, maybe Mahomes would have sucked if he was on the Bears. Instead of being, like, one of the best. It's really positive. <laughs> That's a really positive outlook. I appreciate the positivity. Is Top Chef still a thing? Like, new seasons? It is. I don't have Bravo, so I don't get to watch it anymore. And it's only on Bravo. That's like a satellite channel. I'd have to buy it separately. The Red Rocket is going to lead the Bears to an impressive 7-9 record. Um, I mean, that's not true. But it's fun to think about. I mean, even seven and nine is fun to think about. <laughs> I don't. I'm not impressed by seven and nine. So no, nobody is. Um, it's it's not a thing. But yeah, there's a lot of things going on in the sports world. It turns out we are not a sports podcast. No, 
we are entertainment based. And if you are listening to this, you are also not a sports person. <laughs> um, speaking of entertainment based uh, things, did you happen to watch the Oscars? No. Either did anybody no. else, apparently. Not a single person <laughs> in this world watched the Oscars because they still did it like online, right? Didn't they do like a Skype thing? Uh, I have no idea. It? I didn't watch. No, I think they did it live. Live? Yeah. Oh. Well, it was the worst, like the lowest watched Oscars of all time. I, I don't even know. I mean, like, first what of did, all, like what movies even came out that would be getting an Oscar? I was just going to ask, what would win Best Picture? Jurassic Park? Because that was the highest rated movie of the summer. Yeah. I'm going to see who was or the even, highest grossing. Movie I know of the that Nomadland won it. What um, is that? I, have, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Nomadland? That's made up. <laughs> um, Nomadland was the best picture. Also, was The Father, um, Judas and the Black Messiah. I did hear about that one at least. Mank. Minari, Promising Young Woman. See, that was a, my earlier joke. Okay. Yeah, that. that's funny. Sound of Metal. That sounds pretty metal. Oh, that was on... Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. It's on Netflix. It's about a deaf guy that plays the drums. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so it's a guy... About oh, a, I heard about that one. I heard it was good. He was... Yeah, no, I heard it was a phenomenal phenomenal movie he played the drums and he starts losing his hearing and then it's about like it follows him through his musical career as he has as he's deaf um the trial of the chicago seven i feel like i heard of that but um there was a little bit of buzz because apparently people were real upset that anthony hopkins won best actor instead of uh chadwick boseman oh here's the deal and this may be an unpopular opinion, but shouldn't it still be based off of how you act? Like your acting ability and like that, the acting in the... Yeah. Right. So, so people thought he was better, apparently. No. What I'm saying is like Chadwick Boseman passed away this last year. Right. And I think they want him to get it because he passed away. Oh, I see. They so that's I, I didn't really follow. It was like so a, people are like he should get it just because like a posthumous. Didn't he like, get it the year before? No. Or didn't he get it for Black Panther? Or no? No. Okay. So they're like, oh, he was he was Black such Panther a good, was like the best rated uh, it did Marvel win, movie. It did like, win some awards. Yeah, it won a lot of awards at the Oscars the year it came out. Rightfully so, because it broke a bunch of ground doing whatever it did. But acting-wise, when it comes to like movie acting for best actor in a movie, I, don't, I just don't think Chadwick Boseman would do that in Black Panther. But he had a movie that came out that was... Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yes, that's the last movie he did. I didn't see that. So no. maybe he did... Maybe, maybe he does deserve it. I don't know. Didn't... Uh... Anthony Hopkins. I thought I didn't know what he even acted anymore. I thought he retired. He was in The Father. I don't know what that is, but so yeah, I don't know. Oh, Soul won Best Animated Feature Film. It did. Mm-hmm. My Octopus Teacher won Best Documentary, and I've I've been seeing that, and I kind of want to watch it. I watched the trailer, and it made me feel very uncomfortable. Really? You've never watched the trailer for that? No. Ugh, it's weird. 
uh, best sound sound of metal won that soul trent reznor won for soul for uh best original score he did the score for he soul. did the score mm-hmm. for soul yeah <laughs> holy cow um yep let's get back to this octopus thing so a guy literally has like an emotional attachment to an octopus he dives under the or like he just snorkels basically under the water and he finds this one octopus and then he decides to keep following it around like every time he comes into the water like every day he's snorkeling around and he finds what he assumes is the same octopus it is but i don't know how you assume this to begin with but it is and then they like build a friendship and this guy talks about how this octopus taught him so much about his life and changed his world I don't know. It just was very weird. Seems to me. like the dude's just got a lot of extra time on his hands. How is it? Octopus are amazing creatures. They can do a lot of things. They are cool. They're very neat. They're like aliens, really. I just don't know how you snorkeling underwater are going to have life changing moments to where you like literally change the way you live because of what an octopus taught you. <laughs> I mean, I guess you have to watch it. Does that intrigue you a little bit? Mm-mm. No. Um, I did hear, speaking of documentaries, I heard a review from Kevin Sorbo? Smith, or it was from Mark Bernardin, about that Formula One show that you were watching. Yes. Maybe it was even on Joe Rogan. I can't remember. It was on a podcast. And yes, it was on Joe Rogan. And it was one of his guests that was talking oh, about right. how it was the best documentary they've ever seen. Well, I'm glad you got that from Joe Rogan and not me sitting across from you. Well, you never really said it how great it was. Because you just dismiss everything about the racing culture. No, I don't. As soon as I bring it up, you're like, I hate you. (laughs) You look at me with these evil eyes and you're like, I hate this topic. It's incredible. Like to learn about the those people in Formula One. I didn't know anything about it. I've never really watched it. I knew it was a thing, but I don't know about their culture and like the funding and the money that's pouring into this stuff. And, um, but the drivers are incredible athletes. Like the training that they do, um, is unbelievable. But the biggest thing that I was talking about like a couple weeks ago was the crashes. Oh my gosh. The one crash where the dude goes through the fence and was on fire for so long and then ends up living. There's no way when you watch this crash, like even the announcers were saying, like, just be prepared for what's to come. You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. This man was physically on fire. And apparently the suits that they wear are very good. Yeah. Because his whole body was fine. It was just his hands. So the gloves weren't up to snuff. But I bet you now they are. Who who's in charge of the gloves? Yeah, fire you, that guy. Bet you the gloves are up to par now. Like they're gonna wear gloves that won't burn your fingers off. You got to be real careful with the gloves because you mean you feel the wheel. You know, you got to feel. Well, have you ever seen an F one steering wheel? Yeah, they got so many buttons, little knobs. You gotta have like dexterity. They, they dictate their whole race car from their steering wheel. So even like, um, oh, what was he talking about? Like one of the guys was talking about something in a race and he was saying that if he doesn't have certain grip on a left turn, he can turn this knob. If he doesn't have, like if it starts raining, he can turn another knob that makes him get better grip and 
a, a bunch of different things happen on their steering wheel, and it looks like a Sega Game Gear. Like that's what the that's what it looks like. It's got holes on each end for your hands to go in, but the middle looks like a Sega Game Gear. Sweet, it's wild, <laughs> and you should watch it. I, you know, I might. You won't. Probably not. No, you're not gonna. <laughs> no. Joe Rogan told you to though. Uh, Dustin said, "Don't forget the extra game this year. Seventeen games." For the NFL season. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's a great idea. I like it. Why? There's just not enough games. But oh, they give me more games. I understand that, but the, the players can't physically make it through the games of the regular season now, which is one game less. But they should just take a preseason game. And they're all getting injured. Are they taking a preseason game, right? So there's one less preseason game. But none of the starters play in those games anyway. Well, that's true. They play I mean, a little bit. A little one, maybe one quarter, your starters are playing. Whether that's like the first, second, third, or fourth, doesn't matter. They're not all playing in the same quarter, and they're only getting one. So they're not really getting used very much, anyways. You take one preseason game, but put a whole like regular season game back in the mix, it's gonna destroy like destroy people. I mean, some teams play a bunch of playoff games and some don't, so obviously. Right. That, that is a thing. But either way, like a lot of those teams are just lucky they haven't had injury. And then during the playoffs, they usually get a lot of injuries. Maybe they should be a little more careful. They should. <laughs> They're really haphazard. Yeah, there's all kinds <laughs> of know. people crashing around out yeah, there. Yeah, they just go extreme. I don't know. I, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be fun to watch an extra game in the year, but... I don't know if it's good for the teams. I don't know if it's good for the players. But apparently, what do I know? I'm not the commissioner. No, you're not. You know? Not at all. I'm, I'm something, <laughs> but I'm not an NFL commissioner. Um, no one said the lead actor in The Sound of Metal is the guy from Rogue One. I did not know that. Who does he play in Rogue One? What? Um... Sound of Metal. He's in Venom, too. Oh, Bodie. I'm trying to remember the character now, but yeah, he was in that. I don't know. Are you looking up a picture of him? No. Oh, well, that's fine. Anyway. Who's uh, that guy? Who, who is he? What did he play? Bodie. Was he a pilot? He mu- yeah, it must have been a pilot. I can't remember. No, I'm trying to. Bodie Rook. I don't remember. He had like the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy that has like the goggles on his head. They, they capture him. Why do you keep playing stuff? I'm trying to open this the way I used to have it on Facebook, but it's different now. I don't He's know. the spy dude that they get a hold of, and he has the goggles on, he, on his head, and they think he's a spy, and he blows up on the ship at the end. He like sacrifices his life. Well, they all do. But spoilers, dude, just look at the guy. You know who he is. All right. Let me look, look, him look at him with the goggles on. How do you spell it? B-O-H, B-O-D-H-I. B-O-D-H-I. Yeah. Bodhi what? I don't, it doesn't matter. Rook. R-O-O-K. In Rogue Squadron? Rogue One. Oh, Rogue One. <laughs> yes. I see a picture of him. Riz Ahmed. Oh, I just 
There was just Bears Bears news. Oh, I see. I see him. Yeah, he's got the goggles on his forehead. Skinny. Giants, Bears, trade proposal. Not true. I just saw it pop up on your phone. Who cares about Giants? Um, the Bears get their QB of the future. OSU's QB, Justin Fields. Is that Atlanta to QB at number 11. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bears trade up with the Giants for the number 11 pick. Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields is headed to the Chicago Bears. There's, wow. there's your starting quarterback. Maybe. I don't know anything about the guy. I don't know. As I said, I don't follow college football. Andy Dalton's pretty solid. I mean, he would be a good... Maybe. If you had a young, talented quarterback coming in, mm-hmm. and you need an older quarterback to like usher them, he would be good. He's been playing for a long time. Yeah, he probably knows the game very well. He'll know the culture and like how to get acclimated to the sport. Yeah, I don't know if he could help. And that's him. what you do, right? You yeah. want an old, grizzled I mean, Nick, veteran. Nick Foles is still there too, and he's the same Nick way. Nick Foles is just like I don't know. Hey he's, guys, I'm Nick Foles. <laughs> but he's the same way. He's like he's been in the league a while. He's not good. He's he's not bad. He's got a Super Bowl. He's an yeah. He's a Super Bowl M- MVP. Um. Anyway, should we get on to the grand conclusion of Snarf Madness? The meat and taters. The fi- the finale, if you will, with a with a bit of a little caveat here, not to uh, caveat caveat. We got a little bit of a caveat, not to uh, just bring it down for all your listeners, but we did not have time yet to score the brackets. And don't act like this is a big deal. <laughs> so we have we, another week. We can't announce the actual winner just yet. Next week. Next week, we'll announce the winner. We're going to pick our champion, and you will find out who the winner of the entire Snarf Madness is for my bracket and Chris's next week. Next week. And if you get the big prize, which did we determine what the prize was? Is it a $50 gift card? Yeah, and I thought like a sweatshirt, t-shirt, I don't know. Yeah, something, something like that. Or right, this uh this. If you're watching the video, you get this entire sign. That's Snarf Talk sign. You actually don't get that. We're going to hang that up. You don't get it, but it's a great sign that it's we a, haven't hung up. It's a metal. And we need to hang it up right behind you. Just suspended just from suspended the ceiling. Suspended from the ceiling just spinning around. <laughs> um It's a great sign. Yeah. It's a great sign. So, Snarf Madness 2021, finally at its conclusion. Um, we could probably do a top 10 next week now that we've put this to bed. Oh, yeah, we're going to. We will. My finale is Mass Effect games versus Star Wars games. Wow. And yours this is? This is so weird. My finale, my championship is Halo versus The Witcher. Ooh. Toss a corn to your witcher. Oh, oh valley of plenty. plenty. Oh, valley of plenty. Oh. Um, oh, that hits me in my bones, Chris, when you sing that song. So uh, a, little bit, a little bit of an unfair matchup, I, if I say my, so myself, because when you're talking about Star Wars games, you're talking about such a huge range of games, right? You got I know everything from... Dark Forces to Fallen Order and everything in between. And there's a million of them. And Mass Effect, there's 
like four of them too, but they're all kind of the same, right? They're, they're following all huge, and they're huge, and they're fun, and they're amazing. Um, so it's it's very difficult uh, for me. It's very like Mass Effect has got that RPG element to it, but also it's got a it's cinematic. It's a very cinematic game. Yeah, Incredible. absolutely. Um, whereas Star Wars games, like I said, and this is going to be a similar situation <sighs> to. When I had it versus Dragon Age, because Dragon Age and Mass Effect are very similar yeah, very games. Similar, yeah. One's just like in a fantasy realm, and one's set in space, basically. Um, the problem becomes there is no one Star Wars game that I would prefer to play over a Mass Effect game. But when you look at the full body of work and you consider Star- Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2, which is one of my favorite games that has so much nostalgic value to it, mm-hmm. and you're the Force Unleashed games are just fun button mashers. And Battlefront is a fun game. Fallen Order is a fun game. But then again, none of them have make you give, give you that deep emotional connection to the story that Mass Effect gives you. Right. So I like, like that. I don't really know. Like Mass Effect is, you really feel a part of it when you're playing it. You know, you actually care. It's not just a video game. Right. But and the Star Wars games very much feel like, oh, that was a fun video game. Not saying they don't have wonderful stories too. No, well, there are good stories to a lot of the uh, Star Wars games, but I understand what you're saying. Like they they don't hold the weight. They don't hold the weight because of the like the massive story that you're undertaking with a and the Mass Effect and the, game. Like and the, the immersion in that. Yes, like Fallen so Order. immersed. Fallen it, Order would come close if it was a better game. But there's such character development. Like, you're following the same character through a lot of different things. Like, you're immersed in this one character. And many different stories and yeah. games. Yes. You know, you're following the one storyline over four games. Or right. And, and you get so much more attached to that. Whereas... Nolan said, does Mass Effect have a VR game where you meet Darth Vader? I think not. It's very true. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. And I tell you what, that is imposing. It's incredible. When you, Grady took it off. He took the headset off and he said, Dad, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> because Darth Vader is very big and imposing when you meet him Yeah. in that Star Wars VR game. It's great. But, I mean, this is your pick. It is know. my pick. and um, Mine's very different. It's it's a very difficult one. At the end of the day, I gotta go. I think I gotta go with Star Wars. No, are you serious? I got, I think I got I gotta go with Star Wars. I mean, there's just too many different, you know, iterations over such a long period of time, and I just love going back to that universe and playing in it. Well, it's your pick. Whatever you want to do. I don't know. I don't know, Jerry. I want you to take as much time as possible because I have no freaking clue what I'm going to do. I do love those Mass Effect games. Um, you know, I would put them in my top five video games, whereas I don't know if an individual Star Wars game would make it that high. Right. Oh, man. Why don't you go and I'll think about it. Okay, I'm gonna start talking about mine. Whether I no, pick, let, let me finish. Let me whether finish. I pick. I gotta, I, I gotta figure it out. 
Um, all right, so Jedi Knight, that was transformative experience for me. That was huge. So there's nostalgia. So I guess, yeah, think of that, like a, a transformative experience in a game. Did you have that with Mass Effect? I, I think Mass Effect was an incredible game that I... What are you going to go back to? Star Wars all day. I mean, I'd probably be hard-pressed to go back to Mass Effect a lot because it's like once you play it, you know the story, right? right? It's like a movie. I think you picked right. I'm going to go with Star Wars because if I really think about it, you know... And, and the more I thought about that, like, what are you going to go back to? You know, It's like, just such a range of games. Yeah. So what's your champion? Star Wars games. It's my number one. There's nothing... It, it, okay, we're talking about video games here. Yeah. And what do you want to do in a video game? You want to be a Jedi. You want to be... 100%. In the Star Wars world. You want to... Or a Sith. You want to like completely encompass whatever side you've. The whole point of video games is that you get to be a part of the story, yeah, as a character. And what kind of story do you more want to be a part of than Star Wars? And there's been so many games that have come out with Star Wars that let you encompass every side of every story. Yeah, you know, like you can be Jedi, you can be Sith, you can fly the ships, you can do anything you can be the side story you can be a droid like there's so many things you can do but uh, erica said did but you did you did you cry playing any star wars games no i mean no the mass effect games as far as dude said correct choice chris correct the mass effect games as far as like being part of it and being brought into the universe superior i mean and there's no one star wars game i can't say that enough that's as good as any of the mass effect games um, like, like Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed 2. Fun games. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's a button right, masher. Right, they are bu- button mashers. It was like the first time you really got to use any of the Force. Yeah. Um, you really did get to use that, and it was fun. And then, like, the lightsaber play was good. Um, the second, I thought the first one was better than the second one. I liked the first Force Unleashed better than the second because I felt like it was more of an experience. Like it was, it was it, more oh, of the it was same. For definitely the second better. One. You know what I mean? Like the first one was. Oh no! I felt like the second one was way better. You did? Yeah. I didn't because I felt like the first one was like a brand new thing that I hadn't really played to that extent, where you got to use the Force and you're crashing things together. But the lightsabers were going crazy, and I got this huge experience within Star Wars right then. And then once the second one came out and you played it, it was the same. I mean, an advanced storyline, you got to do a little bit more, but like the, I felt like the groundbreaking part was with the first game. And that's what changed me the most was playing that first Force Unleashed. Once the second one came out, I was like, yeah, I understand exactly yeah. what you're giving me. I mean, those would be on, on towards the bottom of my list of Star Wars games, right. to be honest. I mean, uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, those were great. Um, what about like Battlefront and Battlefront Battlefront. I mean, yes, to an extent. Fallen Order was a really good game. That was as close as you can get. Probably do a Mass Effect, but not even in the same... Oh, man, now I'm really questioning my pick here. But I got to go with Star Wars games just because of the 
the huge library, right? And the varying I guess. things. I don't know. <laughs> I think I've made the wrong decision, but I'm sticking with it. That's my pick. Star Wars games. Okay. And I have uh I have Halo versus The Witcher. And Erica said the choice is probably right for Chris, but Mass Effect is a superior video game universe. I, I would agree. I yeah, I would agree I with that. I think she's right. But you know, uh, <laughs> it's one thing. No, I know. And you made Star Wars is a whole bunch of things. It's kind of unfair. Yeah. But I got to go with it. Okay. My turn. Your turn. Halo. And The Witcher. These are like dude's two favorite games. Well, it turns out mine as well. <laughs> He's going to be crying over here. Um, I don't think he will. Because I think either one is hand-in-hand as good. Um, The Witcher is far superior when it comes to open world and picking your story, right? You know, uh, like the vast openness of The Witcher is so good. The maps are huge. What you get to do is huge. You can follow the storyline if you want. You can complete the whole game if you want and then do all of the side quests or you can completely ignore the story altogether and just do side quest after side quest after side quest and be just as happy as finishing the game. Yeah. You know, like, or you can do all of it. You can, you can do all of the side quests, finish the game, and come back and do more side quests and be even more happy. The problem is, is like you have to have the time right. to do that. Halo games, you don't necessarily have to have a lot of time. So there is an, like a finite story. Like it's not necessarily linear, but like there's a storyline that you follow and you go through that and you do that game. The big thing with Halo is that it was so big in the multiplayer realm. Yeah. Towards the be- like during the beginning to the point where it was like Call of Duty level multiplayer before Call of Duty was to that level. Better, I think. It was it was better. I mean, when I deployed, we were playing uh Halo, you know, LAN parties and we were running literally hundreds of feet of cable from trailer to trailer to trailer <laughs> to try to play Halo with each other. And my brother and I had played Halo forever, just constantly playing Halo multiplayer. And it is so fun. Like that's where that's really where I gained my love for Halo. It wasn't playing the storyline. It was playing the multiplayer at first. That's what like drew me in. That's what brought me into the world. And then I started buying the games on my own and playing through the story and along with doing the multiplayer. And that's why it has like such a deep place in my heart. But the Witcher came in real strong. (laughs) And I had to like that. I've said it like on multiple episodes where I had to like step away from the game because it was taking over my life. And you know, this dude knows it too. And I hate to say it. I don't want to involve a TV show. But the TV show came in and like solidified why I loved the games. Yeah, it has to. I mean, of course, it's going to influence it a little bit. It does influence it. And I hate the fact that I'm saying that because it shouldn't. Right. To be honest, like we're talking about games. 
I shouldn't ever have a TV show influence a game, but they did it so well. And Henry Cavill is an absolute gem. <laughs> That's of right. A man. They based him off of me. They were like, let's pick Henry, Henry Cavill. He's similar to... He's actually a bigger gamer than uh, you. Mr. Snyder. He builds his own gaming PCs. No, I know. He's a huge nerd. So The Witcher and Halo. I don't know what... Dude said, I've done all the side quests, all of them. I know you have, dude. So have I. I'm going to go with... Hell Witcher. <laughs> no? Is that not, that's not no, good? No, you got to pick one. Oh, my gosh. This sucks. I, I've been so dreading this pick for the last week because I knew what I had to do, and I don't want to do it. You know what you have to do. I'm going to go with Halo. What? Wow. I am legitimately shocked. No, I am. I'm really surprised by that the reason i'm taking halo so i know the witcher is way more vast and uh probably it's a superior storyline i think all in all uh but i have such a deep like nostalgic value with halo with my brother yeah, and you gotta have the nostalgic aspect i do my brother's coming home tomorrow from the ukraine Ooh, he's been gone home. for a little over a year so I get to see him tomorrow, and I get to tell him that I picked Halo. The dude is not happy with you. He said, you're wrong, Jerry. You're fucking wrong. That's fine. Uh, I'm picking Halo. Halo wins as greatest video game I didn't think ever. dude would have a problem with either one of those picks, No, to be I'm honest. surprised he has a problem. He loves Halo. I know. I'm surprised he had, was that strong. It's just such weird. It's so weird when you're doing an elimination bracket, right? Because... I don't know if those two would have ended up, you know, if it was laid out differently, you would have had a different winner. I know. I would have. Absolutely. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Because Halo. What if they were on the same side? That's my point. Like, you know, like Halo they, versus same side. Or look at maybe you would have a different opinion if it was Halo versus what's another game that made it far for you? Assassin's Creed. You know, maybe you would have picked differently or... Um. Yeah, I'm Skyrim. You know what? What if you had right? If I had Halo versus Skyrim, it might have been different. But I picked The but Witcher picked, over Skyrim. You, yeah, Witcher over Skyrim. So there you go. I just the the only way I think it would have been different with any of these games is if The Witcher and Halo met up in the same bracket earlier. Um, you know, like right. But that's fine, dude. Go away. You're being ridiculous. Jerry is no longer a friend. You are. You love Halo. You've watched all of the cartoons and the videos and the movies and the things that have come out. You've played all of the games. This is not a far fetch. It, it, it's also like, so I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, if I had Mass Effect versus Fallout, you know, I probably would have picked Fallout. Right. But I already had Star Wars versus Fallout, and I picked Star Wars. Maybe I I don't know. It's tough. No, it, I I'm I, I I'm sticking with confident. them. I feel pretty good. Like I love Star Wars games. Whenever one comes out, here's what it says for me. When a Star Wars game comes out, I'm gonna buy it day of. I'm not waiting. 
Right. One. Number two, I literally have went back and bought all of the old Star Wars games right. on Steam and played them. And I bought other ones on Xbox and go back to them. Well, and the same with Halo. Like, I specifically bought my Xbox One because it was a Halo edition Xbox One. And that's the only reason why I bought it yeah. is because they gave you, it was a special edition Xbox One and they gave you every Halo game with it downloaded to the game or to the console already with a specific, you know, controller. And you went back and played them? Of course. I played all of them. And it was when Halo Reach came out, which is a weak game. Yeah. You know, like a very short, weak game. I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I I honestly liked how short it was because it made me, like, I didn't want to spend a ton of time with it. I think Dude would change his, he'll have a different opinion when the new Halo game comes out. This year, right? Right, this year. On the, I got to find an Xbox. Let me start on this real quick. <laughs> This is a whole new topic that I want to rant about. Why is it so hard for them to make consoles I don't know. and to distribute them properly? Well, we are in a pandemic. I don't care. Kind of. No, I don't care about any of that. There's never been a situation where I can buy every one right now. Console has been not unavailable. You can buy it right now. I've been looking them up, and everywhere you you go, they're unavailable. Oh, Target is out of stock. Walmart. Yeah. They're at Uh, Walmart. Out of stock. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and look for them. I'm telling you right now, they're out of stock everywhere. I've been following a Twitter page that is solely, like, the whole reason it is there is to track when consoles are available. They tell you, like when they're going to be restocked in Walmart, Target, Best Buy, GameStop, all of these places. And they said Thursday, the 22nd, it's coming back to Walmart and Target. Like, get ready. There's going to be a release the 22nd. So I was waiting on this Thursday, the 22nd. I kept refreshing a page. I was like, maybe they're going to be in stock. Kept looking. And then at noon, they're like, hey, we haven't got an announcement or an email yet that they're going to be released Normally, we would get one by now. Doesn't look good, but still a chance. And by 2 p.m., when they said they were supposed to be released, no, no consoles available. That was last Thursday. That was a week ago. They're all sitting in the Suez Canal. What is going on? They've been released. That was fixed. Well, but that ship is still sitting there. I don't care. Have you heard the drama of that ship? Yeah, that was a huge debacle. Yeah, after they got it moved, though. Oh, they're no. not letting any of the cargo off of it. Uh, and everybody's suing everybody. So, like, the governments... What, what country is that? Whatever the country is. They're, like, suing the ship captain and the shipping company. And technically, the cargo that's on the ship is the responsibility of the company that shipped it. So, like, they have sense. to pay to retrieve like they have to pay the cost to retrieve that and that was so Ever- the shipping evergreen was it an evergreen company i don't know but so the shipping company is like suing the vendors that had the cargo on it and the cargo yeah. people are like suing the shipping company and the country's like suing everybody and then for like billions of dollars meanwhile the whole crew is just sitting on the ship they're not allowed to leave it's a They're whole debacle. Yeah, it's a whole debacle. Well, at least they let ships through because there was thousands of ships yeah. that needed to move 
through that area. Full of Xboxes. I need it. All right, let's get that shit wrapped up and bring me my Xbox. I need to get one. I want one at home, and I can't find them anywhere. And I don't understand why it's so hard to get them like to be available. And I also don't understand like when I've looked online and seen like different like influencer people talking about like I've got 3 PS5s and 3 Xbox, you know, Series X, whatever. Where did you get them? How yeah. did you get these? Who did you have to, you know, to get <laughs> these consoles? They're just dedicated, Jerry. No, it bugs the crap out of me. I was online the day they were released to try to get one. Like, I was literally there before the release date. I had, ev- like, four different browser tabs open, ready to go on different sites. Couldn't get one. Then... It was like another two months later, they were going to release again. They had a new stock. I did the same thing. As soon as you were clicking on these pages, they were unavailable. Do you think they do it on purpose, like to keep the I do. fervor I, going? I 100% do think that's what's going on, and it, that's why I'm getting pissed. I mean... Because it's like, just let us have what we want. We're, we're telling you, like the demand is there. You don't have to hold out to build demand. The demand was there to begin with. Dirk said... Call the lock master. I'm here. The, mas- the master of locks. The master of locks. The owner of the Dresden Island Lock and Dam. Right. I got a piece of mail that told me I was the owner. Yeah, dude so. got an Xbox. Series X? Yeah. Wow. How? For Christmas, I think. I did not know this. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He never, yeah, he said, I got one. Well, give it to me. Because I need to play it. I don't know how you get them. I don't know how you do I it. I don't know, man. I've 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 went in the alleys. Like I've sold myself in back alleys, Chris. You've done dirty things. You know what I have to show for it? No Xbox. No Xbox. Chlamydia. A lot of medical bills. <laughs> a lot of medical bills and no Xbox. And this is sad. Um, all right. Well, that's the end of Snarf Madness. We thank you for following along with us. Yes. If uh, you've been following along and been grading yourself, you may know that you've already won. Yeah. Well, you, or you can't because you don't know what other people scored. You don't know, really, but you might know. Let me just, let's go through the brackets real quick and I'll see if anybody had any winners. Do you want mine? Oh, you're going to look at the actual brackets? Oh, for the championship round. Yeah. I, I mean, don't think that anybody did. Did anybody pick? Oh, man, this person was close. Of course, there's no name on it, so I don't know who that is. Oh, somebody's excited because they got a winner. For what game? Uh, somebody picked Halo as a champion. Okay. Um, I don't know who it is, though. Um, man, a lot of people picked Witcher. Um, that makes sense. So that means they're going to score high too. Yeah, they will because it's my. We got a Star Wars winner. They're going to do well. Wow. Um, I mean, Erica had Mass Effect in the final two championship. That's so big. Going to do well. That's big time. She, oh man, she almost. She just, just looking at this, she like nailed my bracket. Except for that one pick of Star Wars over Fallout. I think Erica's going to be up Your up bracket there. winner, you think? Yeah, she might be. But, but Nolan, 
He's going to have a good one, too. He's going to have a good one for mine, except for when um, MLB gets beat by... We got some Batmans. When Halo gets... Or Guitar Hero gets beat by MLB. We got some Batmans. We got some Mass Effects. Um, this one has nobody. Okay. Yeah, that I know which one that is. Um, so there's only one Halo winner? Only one Halo winner. Interesting. Yeah. I, I kind of want to look at who that was. It's, was. It said like speed something. Steve McQueen? Oh, maybe. No, I made that up. You made up the name Steve McQueen? No, Steve McQueen is a real person that was alive. And just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're as bad as a star particle. Uh, Nolan said, can you imagine being the guy who got the ship stuck and now he's stuck there with a crew that can't leave and hates his guts? Got to be awkward at dinner. <laughs> I don't know who this person is. Where did this come from? I, have no, I don't know who that is. That's a problem. Hmm. <laughs> that is a problem. I don't know where that came from. What does it say on there? Speed something, right? Speedier ray to hay. Speed. Like the word speed, and then it's I-E-R-E-H-T-A-E-H. I'm sure we can figure it out from our email. Right. Anyway, so thank you for following along with Starf Madness. Um, if you got any ideas for next year, let us know. It'll be here before you know it. And Miss Erica Fry made us a bracket. Oh, did she really? Yeah, she made a pre-programmed bracket that Sweet. we can plug and play. Um, so we will have to come up with something. I, I will admit, I thought the video game one was going to be a bigger smash. I, I did too. I don't feel like as many people were as excited about it as some of the other stuff. We've I done. don't know how. You know, because the video games is more specific than movies and stuff like that. True. So maybe, you know, maybe we'll just do something completely different. Like that won't be our preferences. It'll be like, you know how last year we did Marvel Heroes, but we did like our favorites. Mm-hmm. We didn't do like who would win in a fight. Right. We could do something like who would win in a fight instead of our preferences. We could, but then we'd have to do a lot of research. Well, I mean, it's just our opinion. It's like no. your opinion, man. No, it isn't. If you're going to do who would win in a fight, it has to be accurate to who would win in a fight. Otherwise, it's your opinion. Man. Man. I mean, just like yes and no. Game. Okay, if you're gonna say who would win in a fight, Hulk or Wolverine? Right. Well, I prefer Wolverine over Hulk, so I'm gonna pick Wolverine all day. You prefer Hulk over Wolverine. I don't. You're gonna. Pick... I pick. I would prefer Wolverine over Hulk, but who would win in a fight? Hulk. I don't know. I mean, Wolverine's kind of immortal, so. So was Hulk. Yeah, they both are. And as as he gets injured, the angrier he gets, so it would be Hulk. Right, so you would agree that Hulk would be the most powerful of everybody. No, Thor would be Yeah, th- he would not even come close to beating Thor. That's ridiculous. Thor would absolutely beat Hulk. No. It oh, yes. It wouldn't he even would be close. obliterate No, Hulk. what a joke. Yeah. Do we... <laughs> See, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, if you were actually going to do it, we'd have to do some extensive research to see oh. who would re- legitimately win. Okay, well, we're not going to do that because we already did that, but we'll do something else. Well, I'm going to do it on my own time and just prove you wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, we uh, if you got any other ideas for contests, let us know because they're always fun to do. Love. Um, we got some news. You want to do some news? Uh, yeah. Let me uh, bring. I only have one little piece of news. I got a couple things. You want me to start? 
Um, yeah, go for it. Warner Media plans to charge $9.99 per month for an ad-supported HBO Max option. That seems silly. I mean, does it? It's five bucks a month cheaper. It is. That's I mean, true. a lot of other services do it. Peacock does, right? I mean, Hulu, Hulu does. does. Yeah. Um, just those two, really. Nine ninety nine for an ad supported, but I just are people going to spend ten bucks a month for an ad supported thing when you can get it cheaper through Hulu and Peacock? I mean, Peacock's it's free. Different, uh, different content though. Well, I know. But here's the thing. I think you're just Are you so that desperate for that content? Are people? That desperate for HBO's content? Are they? I think there's a lot of people that would I th- okay. I don't think you're gonna get a lot of current HBO subscribers to downgrade, but you might bring no. in some new subscribers that are willing to put up with some commercials. I Personally, so. I usually go for the ad supported because I, I'd rather just pay less. But nine ninety nine, I could understand five ninety nine, maybe. I was like just going to say months? the same thing, like half it, the price. Had I known about this, I probably wouldn't even have brought up like sharing uh, HBO Max with you. I would have just gotten it. Really? Probably. I wouldn't even have brought it up. Like I've never brought up any other app. You but know, you already like had the, HBO. Huh? You already had HBO. I know, and I was like, this is dumb. Like, I, I don't want this. The only reason I got it was to watch the new movies that came out, and then I was going to cancel it. But then when we talked about, like, sharing it, I was like, that makes more sense, and I'll keep it because of that, because it's cheaper. Um, I think an ad supported at $9, I would have kept. $10. $9.99. Yeah, yeah, at $10. I think I would have kept that. But... I don't know. I don't know. Um, because it's never been a thought to me to like not keep Hulu for an ad-supported stuff. Okay, or- but Hulu is different because Hulu is mostly TV shows that already are built around commercial breaks for the most part. True. So it feels a little more natural. So they're going to randomly add- break up HBO stuff, which is decidedly not made with commercials in mind. Yeah. It's more cinematic, right? It's not TV. It's HBO. That's true. I never story. thought about that. I think it might be more difficult. That would be like Netflix. Like you're watching a Netflix show and then breaking for a commercial. Uh. It's close to being like YouTube. I mean, YouTube's the same way. You have YouTube videos that are not built for ads, but they just literally stop what you're watching and throw an ad in the middle. Not me, because I have YouTube Premium. Well, see, I'm not a one percenter, so I don't have that. <laughs> And they literally just stop the video yeah, and throw an ad fa- in the middle. I don't. Facebook does it. Facebooks are, are the worst. Yeah, it's like they figured out the time when you would get it, the most aggravated. Yes, <laughs> like, somebody has to be watching those videos, right? The most infuriating point because like it's you, like the second that you you've watched this thing for a minute now, and they're like, the right at the second when you're ready to watch like, it. Survey says it's Geico. <laughs> <laughs> get off my screen flow <laughs> yeah. uh that yes i understand what you mean uh that's terrible so uh i will continue to pay 15 dollars uh, for the non-ad supported because i'm only seven seven half. 50, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven fifty. i owe you from april through you december just pay me once at the end of the year yeah that's what i mean like i owe you april through december well, how many months is that? Um, I don't know, like nine. Eight. 
Well, yeah, no, nine. 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 Nine times 750, what is it? Um, I don't know. I'm not a Come math on, genius. math guy. Come on. You're a farmer. You're supposed to be able to just whip up math equations like nothing. Man, you want to know what's really weird? What jumped into my head? Because you said like nine, eight. And when I was... A countdown to the launch? No, when I was in high school, and it just popped in my head randomly, this weird thought. There's this thing like I always did whenever I had a calculator, and I still find myself doing it. Okay. I go, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, oh, point, oh. Like I sing that little song, and I always write that on the calculator. Really? It's really odd, isn't it? I don't. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, point, oh. Nice. That's a nice little jingle. I made it up. It, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. We've understood. It wasn't like, uh, what's that carpet company? Um, uh, YouTube's, uh, Dirk said, YouTube is awful. It makes me go Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Paul Giamatti is screaming at YouTube. I completely agree because it is awful. It's it's similar to the I, Facebook where it's like right in the middle. People are literally having a conversation. In the middle of the conversation, as they're saying a word, it just cuts them off yeah. and plays a five-second ad that you can skip. But it's like, what, what did you get out of this? It's even worse when you're watching like a repair video on a piece of equipment. Right. right. <laughs> and you're like under that piece of equipment. <laughs> yeah, right. And they're like, you need a millimeter socket. <laughs> what? What millimeter? And then another ad comes up and they don't tell you what millimeter socket. Why you need YouTube premium? Because it's metric. Everything's metric. Oh, fucking metric. John Deere's metric. Get it out of here. I hate it. Why is John Deere metric? On some things. And some things they're not. A lot of things. Yeah. Most stuff now, newer stuff, some of my older stuff is not metric. But Right. The older stuff when it was American. When it was American. It's still made in America. See, speaking of John Deere, I just bought some John Deere stock like a week ago or two weeks ago. Why would you do that? Because with the price, grain prices going up, I'm like, man, they're going to be making a lot of equipment. Mm, never should have done that. Stock's going to go up. Nope. You don't think so? No. All right. You should have bought into those DB planners. DB? Yeah. That's John Deere makes planners on that the bar. That's a Bauer bar, right? Right, but Bauer company. That's the company you need to get into. Are they like partnered with Deere? They, they are, they but they're the, still their own company. Are, they, made the, they made them, and then John Deere just buys them from them. Are they a publicly traded company? I don't know. Probably not. Look it up. <laughs> they should be. Uh, it's a better bar. Causes tools to fly from under said piece of equipment. Yeah. Truth. I can see Dirk pulling a Giamatti. I guarantee you uh, when we were living together, is that's got to be like about when Sideways came out. Because I remember, I feel like I remember watching that movie. Really? With Dirk. <laughs> uh, or maybe even American Splendor. I guarantee we watched some Giamatti. Paul Giamatti is at another level than most actors all the time. Even when he's calm, it makes you nervous. Oh, DB is Deer Bauer. Deer Bauer, yeah, I know. So they probably own Bauer. They bought the Bauer company, I guess. <laughs> so you but, told me to buy them. I did buy them. But the Bauer company still makes the bars and everything, and then Deer just puts the precision stuff on it. Listen, I don't need that. I don't need any of that fancy stuff. I got an old piece of shit planner. It's on a Friesen bar. 
DB80. Which, it. It's 80 foot. You it's could still... 80 foot planner. That's what you need. Yes, we both want. Yeah, see, there you go. Um, Friesen bar. Anyway, they still make uh, white planners with Friesen bars. Good old white planner. Ooh, a white. A white. Yeah, whites are good. I'm thinking about buying a white. They look neat. They really just use John Deere row units. They do? Yeah, pretty much. Just what They're just basically a knockoff John Deere. But John Deere's stolen from a lot of people. Oh, you know yeah. That, right? Yeah. But not as bad as Kinsey stole from John Deere. Really? Yeah, they basically just stole their planner and just made, remade it. When? Painted it blue. When was that? Like back in the day. That, there was a huge lawsuits. I think Kinsey. Because John, John Deere tried to sue, sue the Kinsey dude. There's I'm pretty a, there's sure a Kinsey documentary is like about the it. forefront of modern agriculture. I don't think so. Especially when it comes to planning. I think Kinsey's. I used to have though. a Kinsey planner. This thing was, it was built like a tank. 2,600. I mean, that's what the Lowry's have. 16 row, really whiny planner. Whiny? Oh my gosh. The air system is just so high pitched. The vacuum? Yeah. They're all like that. It's so high pitched, though. It seems more so than others. Really? Mine's pretty obnoxious. It's very obnoxious. The Lowry's. I, I don't ever hear yours. I hear Lowry's all the time. They could be four miles away. I'll be like, well, oh, Gary's. Kinsey planner. said, or Dirk said in the late 70s. I'm assuming that's when Kinsey. Came out. There's a documentary about it. It's fascinating. There was a huge lawsuit. Deer tried to sue the guy into oblivion, and he basically stood his ground. And he lost. No, he didn't lose. No, the deer guy lost. Yeah, the deer backed down. They eventually backed down. Yeah, because you don't charge a bear. Okay, Kinsey came in like a brown bear, stood up, was like, "Don't mess with me." So you put a good row unit on, and I copied it. Don't come after me. Mine's blue. Yours is green. F off, bruh. And they did. That's the, that was the courtroom notes. I just read them. Now they're suing John Deere for having an unlawful monopoly. Because mm-hmm. they do. On high-speed planner technology. You should get a high-speed planner. That's what you need to do next. You know how much money those things cost. You need to get one of them, plant 10 mile an hour. And get this shit done quick, because we have a podcast to do, and I'm sick of waiting around for you to get this. Corn I'm gonna tell you what right now. I've made the decision. Bullshit. I'm done being like the last person in the world that still has a 12 row planner. I'm done. Yeah. I'm just gonna get a bigger planner. You need to get a 48 row, and just start throwing seed in the ground. I was Snapchatting pictures to one of our listeners. Who w- That's why I said DB80. You get an 80-foot row plan or an 80-foot planner, and you're going to throw some seed in the ground. I think one of our listeners has an 80-foot planner. Yeah, Timmons has yeah. a DB80. I was just talking to him. That's the only reason why I know that number. Yes, because I was Snapchatting in pictures of my planner, and I said, hey, I just hit 20 acres an hour. That's the, that's the highest like planning rate I've hit all season was 20 acres an hour. And he's like, yeah, go. 48. 48. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of ground you can cover with a big planter like that. But think about that, 80 feet. Like David's sprayer. I could plant all of my corn in like two days. No. Yeah. Yes. If Are you're you doing, serious? Okay, if you're planting 48 acres an hour and you're... So you 20 plant, feet is eight rows, right? 20 feet is... Uh, no. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's eight rows. Yeah. On 30-inch rows. So yeah. 
20, 40. 12 rows is 30 foot. I don't know. 40 foot is 16 rows. 60 foot is 24 rows. Yeah. So then. It's two 16 row planters so put it's together. A, yeah. So it's 32 rows. Yeah. So you need to do one pass on the headlands. No, I guess you'd have to do two to, in order to turn around, right? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. That seems crazy. That's so big. I, anyway, he was texting me pictures of that, and I'm like, that's just, that's too many. It's too many. I can't even keep mine running. Like, to uh, how keep do you track of that many row units, like keeping them all running well, seems like a pain in the ass. His is a lot newer. I was going to say, it's a <laughs> lot different with his, I'm sure. But what scares me about all of that is the electronics. Like all of the electronics involved with those type of planners and coming into the tractor. And I know it's very efficient and, and good and electronics work, you know, but when they don't, it's a big problem and it's very intensive. Like you've got to, there's so many sensors involved. Okay. No, Dirk's saying, no, you turn on one set of Enros. So you turn on one set of Enros. Okay. So you only have to do one. One pass. Man, that seems like a lot. Uh, anyway, because a lot of information, though. Kinsey row units are a John Deere 7000 series row unit. See, I still have a 7000. It's a good row unit. And they, and they honestly, they haven't changed much. Deere hasn't changed much. I think they changed a little bit when they went to the XP unit. But um, Kinsey pioneered the folding planner. Like the, the pivoting. Must be. He must be talking about pivoting. Because like Gary and David have that center pivot where it picks up and pivots on a yeah. center post and drops back. So down. I have a seven thousand that folds, but we, my dad, put it on. It what didn't originally. Originally, it was one bar. You had to put it on a trailer to move from field to field. What? Yeah, that's why they had those trailers. I didn't know about trailers. you know uh, you know um, you know those low trailers. Uh, now I'm blanking on what they call. Uh, I don't. Called. I've never heard of this. Well, they're called planter trailers. You used to put your planter on a trailer and take it to the next field. I didn't know that. Because if they were too wide to go down the road, yeah. Wow. Because take a 12-row planter that doesn't fold down the road. I mean, 30 yeah, foot, you can't, you can't Almost do impossible. That's um, why, well, I just passed a guy on uh, Pine Bluff that had a, it, it had to be 12 rows because he took up the entire road. But it was a three-point hitch planner. Yeah, there's a lot of those. So it's probably eight row. I wanted to say it was eight. It's probably, but it felt like twelve because he was no, way no. in the ditch. No, no, it, the, twelve would be. It's that's a big. That's, it's, it would be yeah. in both ditches, and that's what I mean. That yeah, because it when you talk about eight. twenty feet for eight rows, that would be Donahue, thirty feet. A Donahue so. trailer. You ever seen a Donahue trailer? No, I don't think I have. I mean, I guarantee you, Gary's got one, but. Um, we still no, have doesn't. ours. He has every, no every, old, every farmer's got a Donahue sitting somewhere in the woods. Well, the woods where they set everything for scrap and stuff is where my house is. <laughs> and all of that stuff is gone. Okay, look up a picture of a Donahue trailer, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. How do you spell that? D-O-N-A-H-U-E. D-O-N-A-H-U-E trailer. It's probably going to be... Just a ridiculous looking thing. It's just a long, low trailer with two axles. Yeah, I see it in the back. Yeah. All the way in the back. And they just sit on the front end, just sits on the ground usually. Interesting. And you'd put a planner on that? Yeah, you'd back it up and you'd set it on the planner. 
Well, and the trailer, and you go to the next field. See, I so I feel like this is where the cyclone air case or like the case planners. Oh, came Dirk in. already said Donahue is the brand that made it. Yes, so the case planners, the cyclone air planners, where they had the pivoting tongue, was like inventive or like innovative at the time, because people were putting things on these trailers, but then with the cyclone air, you could literally pull it in the field. And then when you were done, you would lift it up and pivot the whole tongue to the side. Like it was a process. It's a process to do, but you'd pull the whole tongue to the side and then be able to pull it down the road without having to put it on a trailer or whatever. It was like a a lot of work, but you could do it. Yeah. And I feel like that was, it had, that had to be the first iteration of planners that you pulled down the road. Could be. Uh, Dirk said the axle slides so you can drop it on the ground, the planter trailer. Uh, oh, I because I can see. Like, they're I, in the center of it, and then you slide them towards the back to put yes. the whole trailer on the ground. And then you'd put the, the planter on there and then slide the axles because, towards the center again. And Dirk said, no, they make a 12-roll that folds. They did make a 7,000 that folded later on, but not... Mine's really old. They didn't have... It, it, it really was one bar, and... Uh, we just cut the bar. My dad cut the bar and put uh, hinges on it. it. You do have to, and he said you have to unhook from the cyclo airs. You do. You unhook, but the whole bar, yeah, like you'd pull the bar out actually from the planner and then go around to the other side and slide it in the other side, and the tires would swivel. Yeah, um, and you could pull them down the road because Nate Pagoda they. Use they still used one of those until this year. I uh, when I was in high school for my FFA project, I had a plot, a corn plot, um, every year, and I used one of those from a neighbor to plant plant it always. Really? But so anyway, getting back to the planter trailer. So you'd pull like our old seven thousand before we folded it, put the fold on. You'd put that on the trailer, and then the the tongue, mm-hmm. you unbolt it, and it actually splits in half and folds back flat to the planter. Because obviously, if you what? put it sideways on a trailer, oh, the tongue for the planner, yeah, yes. So I that, and we still store it that way in the shed when we put it away for the year. Why do you still have it? I use it for replant. I use it for planting sweet corn. Oh, I've planted okay. uh, sunflowers with it. Where do you keep it at? It's in that shed right now, hooked up. Like the big shed? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because you just planted sweet corn. With yeah, it. that's why. But where do you store it normally? It's not in the big main shed. Oh, he said. Dirk said, no, I'm saying that was Kinsey's made the first 12-row folding planner. Okay, that's what put him on the map. That makes sense because it was a huge problem before there was folding planners. Yeah. Like, that is a pain in the ass, putting stuff on uh, trailers. On trailers. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It does, and I, I, I honestly had no idea that that's what happened. I really didn't. I didn't think they were big enough at that time to be an issue. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think planners got that wide because you'd see, like, four, six, eight-row planners, and I guess eight-row planners would take up a lot of the road, but I didn't feel like you would need to... Eight-row planners take up a lot of road. It's 20 feet if it's a 30-inch row, but before it was 15. So my 12-row folding 7,000, right? is Five inches. After it folds, it's... Six units across the back, and that takes up a lot of room on the road. Right. At 30 inches, so you're looking at 60 inches less than... Well, I mean, my planner right now, 
I think my 1780, when it folds, it's six units. It's a wide down the road planner compared to the NTs, which are four rows wide at the back. Yeah. So way better. Yeah. Just so narrow transport. So either way, the way this conversation started is that you need to upgrade in planner. Oh yeah, that is where it started. I do. I need. I want to get a sixteen row planner. I think that would be beneficial. Yes, maybe a twenty four. Oh, uh, the whole battle started because they were buying three thousand John Deere row units per year to hang on the Kinsey frame. Yes, but if they're buying them, what's the argument? I. I don't know. That's how it started at first, but then when Deer realized they started taking away their market share, they were trying to say, "And, and if you those can't have these, s- we're not going to sell you these row units anymore." Yeah. And Kinsey said, "Well, fuck you. Then we're just going to make them." And they started making and them. They made and Deer them. comes back and I'm like, "No, we ha- that's ours. It's proprietary. It's patented." And Kinsey came back and said, "Oh, fuck you. You got a monopoly. Prove it." <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. And it was just basically a standoff, and, and it worked. Eventually, Kinsey won. And they have better planners. I don't know. I don't know either. To be honest, I don't know if I've seen a brand new Kinsey planner. I've always seen like older planners that are Kinsey that people still use. Yeah. I mean, people go back and forth. I know a lot of people um, don't like them. Some of the older models, when you, the, the turn ones, mm-hmm. um, people would have problems with them snapping. How? They would just break. But there's a whole frame underneath them. I don't sit back down. This has happened, and it's happened to people that I know going down the road. They made it up. No, I've seen it. (laughs) Really? It's a thing. But I think the newer ones are a little more beefed up. By newer, I mean like in the last 15 years or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see. I am trying to decide right now between a deer and a Kinsey because I don't know what I want. So you know what you want? What? Bigger. I do want a bigger one. Yeah. yeah. My issue is that That's I, I want a 15 inch row plant split row planter like I got. So, you do? Yeah, I do. Why? Because I want to plant 15 inch row beans. Oh, you do? Yeah. Is that still a thing? Like, is that what people do? <laughs> I mean, some people. I do it. A lot of people do. Wait, you do every year? Yeah. So the planter, the 12 row planter that you have is a split row? Yeah. I didn't know. It's that. a 12 23. 12 rows corn, 23 row bean. I didn't know that. Never paid attention, I guess. Yeah. Huh. So um, the problem becomes now when you're buying newer planters with more technology on them, whether you want the technology or not, you pretty much have to buy it for the most part, unless you want to buy an older one and rebuild it, which is fine. But anyway, so now you're looking at 31 or 32 bean rows. All right. And okay. everything that you buy for a planner is like per row. So it's $500 per row. Yeah. So now you're multiplying that by 31 rows. You know what I mean? So yeah. things get expensive really quick. And they're I mean, heavy. Yes. And they're heavy and they're whatever. So what is do you, what do you feel like is the advantage to 15-row beans? Um, well. Just more population? No, no, you're planting the same population typically. Um, How so? Because you're gaining rows, right? You're 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 planting less per row, spaced out more per row. Whereas in in thirty inch rows, you're just planting the beans a lot closer together, but you're planting the same population typically. Oh, but they're further apart. 
in 15 rows. And that doesn't make any difference. Beans the don't really care about any of that. Um, they're pretty viney. They just kind of fill in. The benefit is that um, they canopy a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And the more sunlight you intercept, um, generally, the higher the yield. Right, so and they, the less weeds, they, and, and less weeds, but the rows close up faster, and the yeah. canopy of beans is absorbing more sunlight. You're losing less to the ground in between the rows. Right. So if you get out planted early and you have good weather and your beans canopy really quick, you might not see a difference. Some years, three inch rows might out yield, but on the average, according to the data, there's a slight advantage to 15 inch row beans. A, a lot of people went to them in no till because of the quicker canopy. So better weed control and, um, again, just kind of a general yield but I, advantage. But I feel like that's like a is that a common trend? Like a trend to where people are still doing fifteen row, so, fifteen intro beans, or is it trending more towards the thirty intro? So the iteration started with. I feel like it's trending more towards thirty intros just to be uniform with the corn. Here's what happened originally. Beans were drilled. Well, right. Okay, and that's so just haphazardly in the ground. Seven and a half inch row, typically. Okay. So that's the way it was done all the way up until I was in, you know, high school. Right. Um, and, or, you know, when I was a kid, my dad was earlier on with planting beans. Most people drilled beans. Um, and then it kind of went to 15s with no till and everything. But a lot of guys started with the 30s there. So the 30-inch rows really started taking off. And now we're kind of going the other direction where people are going, a lot of people are going back to 15-inch row beans mm-hmm. um, because of weed control is a lot of the reason why. Wait, back to 15-inch yeah. rows beans. Yeah. So 30s, <clears throat> and that's, that's 30s what I were getting more and more popular. Control, and Dirk, Dirk said the same thing as narrow beans, weed control. Which makes and hold, complete holds sense. moisture, like and I said. But the main thing, really, honestly, more than any of that, is just intercepting more sunlight into the canopy of the plant. Hmm. Makes sense. So, what do you do? I mean, it's crazy to think about because if you buy one planter that has thirty-inch rows, then you're forcing yourself to either get another planter or to or a split-row planter. Or to sell yours and get buy a split row planner, but either way, you've got to change. So this is the issue. This is where the problem becomes, and this is where the argument lies. You might have a slight yield advantage on fifteen inch row beans um, over time. Some years you won't out yield, but on average, according to the data, there is a slight advantage. Is it enough to pay for all the extra equipment? Right. I don't know. I mean, nobody can really answer that. So here's my question. Do you keep your 12-row split planter where you plant beans with it and you have a 23-row bean planter that you keep for another three to five years and sell the older planter that you have that you use with sweet corn, whatever that is, get rid of that one, and then buy a newer 16-row corn planter? And my goal is that to way? get rid of the planter that I have because it's terrible. Oh, you don't like it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Dirk said the biggest 15-inch row planters are only 40 feet, so a 31, 32 row. Um, so big-time operators have to stay within 30-inch 30 30. rows yeah. to get bigger planters. Um, but that's not true for long because I know I have a friend that demoed uh, a case um, 24, 48 split row planter last year. 
Really? Yeah. That's big. That's big. Does it fold? Well, it's no different in size than a 24-row planner. It's just got split rows. Yeah, just a lot of stuff. Heavy. It has to be heavy. 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 Quad track to pull it. Oh, yeah. You should get one. Yeah. A quad track. Anyway, enough of that talk. We we got stuff to talk about. Yeah, we started on news. You, <laughs> I don't know what you even talked about with news. Uh, HBO Max. That all <laughs> came from HBO Max. That all stemmed from HBO Max. Yes, we are watching that. Yeah. We watched that. No, it was about the price difference. Yeah, but we watched we watch okay, it. Okay, I got more news. Um, Netflix, May. What about it? A couple things coming out that I think are exciting. Okay. May 7th, as you know, Netflix bought the entire Mark Millar catalog. Yes. Jupiter's oh. Legacy. Have you watched the trailer for these? No. I, I watched... So the first... That, that movie that failed miserably, right? With uh, what's her name? Yes, it did fail miserably. That was part of that franchise, right? It was. It was like the start of it. Jupiter Ascending was that what it was called? Yeah, but you started reading the comic book, didn't you? Uh, no, I never read the book. I thought you got it. No, I don't think so. But that movie was not as bad as everybody said it was. It wasn't terrible. I never watched. But this it. is anyway. They're restarting, right? Yeah. On so Netflix. I watched the trailer, and I'm not a big fan. Of the main character's look, but but I'm holding myself back on having that like um, judgment because I wasn't a big fan of Henry Cavill's look either. Like when I first saw Henry Cavill as the Witcher, I was like, "Ooh, don't know if I like that at all. Like that looks silly," mm-hmm. and I put off watching it because of that. And then you ended up watching the show, and that's what drove me to watch it. So now, after seeing the trailer, I've seen a lot of things that I thought was very good. I just thought the main character looked silly. Is that going to hold me back from watching it? No, because I don't want to be that person that judges it again on one person. Right. Or on one character's look. So I plan on watching it. Mark Millar is amazing. Like, everything he's done in the comic book world, it's very good. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in. I think I love that style of stuff. Um, and it, it, they've spent some money. It, it look, it's like an epicy, epic fantasy space thing. Yeah, that's my jam. I'm in. So Jupiter is the main character, yeah. like the big guy, and it's about his legacy. So about his kids taking over for the that. Wait, I thought generation. Jupiter was a girl. I thought it was him. The old man with the, the gray hair. I don't know, man. And it was like, he's... So Jupiter was the man that started this superhero league, and they were doing things, kind of like Invincible, where there was like a league of superheroes. And then the kids come along and take over, and it's the, it's the struggle between letting your kids take the reins, right? Like, or whether they're ready or not. It's the legacy that Jupiter's leaving behind. So this has no relation to the movie Jupiter Ascending. Well, there's multiple. No, but that had the Channing I, Tatum movie. I don't know. And Mila Kunis. Remember I thought that it movie? was. I thought it was. Part I of thought that it was too, world. but that has nothing. It doesn't seem to be. But Jupiter Ascending seems like one that would be in the future. Jupiter Ascending is a young woman discovers her destiny as an heiress to an intergalactic nobility that must fight to protect the inhabitants of Earth. 
from so maybe it is that's same. very similar yes there wasn't any superhero stuff but i'm looking at the pictures for jupiter legacy and they're in like superhero costumes they are okay this is the beginning of it i okay. feel like jupiter ascending is like a is one that came after you know uh, what i mean i don't think they're related i think they are but they're gonna play it off as they aren't oh they're definitely not yeah they're definitely not gonna play it off uh jupiter ascending was the wachowskis the Matrix people. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Jupiter's, that's what Jupiter's legacy is. It's like Jupiter is the main character, the guy with gray hair and in the white suit. It's definitely not the same because in that movie, her name was Jupiter Jones. Yeah, that's not the same. It's not. No. No. That's not the same. But um, it seems good. And, and they're, it's very similar to Invincible to me, even though they came out at different times like Jupiter uh, legacy, I think was before that comic book was before any of invincibles. Yeah. Uh, it looks kind of goofy for, in the pictures. I'm going to tell you, it does. It looks real goofy. That's what I mean. Like the, the images look, uh, very it does not goofy. look good. It doesn't look good. But when you, when you watch them, it seems okay. I just don't like the main characters look. No, me neither. But he looks just like the comics. So. I know. I know he does. The comic looks cool. It looks cool as a comic. We'll the see comic's what... very cool, but him as a person in real life is not the same, and it looks weird. But, I mean, the trailer didn't turn me off uh, as to l- that I would never watch it. I'm going to. I'm going to watch this. Well, sure. I, I want to check it out. That's pretty soon here. Um, the other thing that uh, jumped out at me was uh, Zack Snyder's new movie. It's a Netflix-only movie, um, Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah, with uh, Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista. It's coming out uh, May 21st. Not a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. No. Uh, and a completely original movie, I guess. I, I was assuming, I, to be honest, um, I thought it had something to do with like Army of Darkness. I thought it was like a sequel to Sam Raimi's stuff. To be honest, that I, I assumed that, and I never looked into it any more than, than what we're talking about. Like, you're telling me new things, because I... Didn't care. Yeah. So I'm going to watch that. That sounds cool. Other than that, the only other news I have is nothing. Your turn. I'm not a big fan of Dave Bautista as an actor. I think he's very good in Guardians of the Galaxy because, I mean, look at what he has to do. Right. Um, but when it comes to like real acting and being in the spotlight and actually having something to do, man, I'm not a fan. No. I don't think he's very good. And I saw some articles that were saying, like, if Dave Bautista gets this type of movie, it's going to launch him into, you know, Dwayne Johnson territory, The Rock. And it's not. I'm going to tell you what. I've been watching. not going to be that level. The Rock's TV show, Young Rock. And you love it, right? I love that show. It's great. And not only that, but, like, and now he's not. I mean, he is a part of it. But he's. But it's like flashbacks of his life. Yeah. They, they I, probably recorded his lines in one day. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm fairly confident that this show... I actually sat around and thought about it the other day. I think that this is like a precursor to a presidential run. A lot of people... Because that's what the show is based on. A lot of people have said that they think he's going to run for president. I think he's going to. Not in the next year... In the show, he's running for president in 2032, whatever, 2032, 34, whatever year is a presidential year. 
2028, I feel like, could be the year he, he does it. I mean, 2024 is the next one. Right. It won't be then. It won't be then. Trump says he's going to run again in 2024. But 20, 2028, I feel like, is reachable for I think The Rock. 2032. Okay. I think he's got more more billions to make in the movie industry. Well, listen, this is all documented, <laughs> and we can go back and, and research who was right, because I guarantee you, at some point in our Snarf Talk career... Oh, Dirk likes Young Rock, too. Young Rock's... It, it's, it's a great show. Honestly, it's a real good feel-good show. He needs show. to run. Dirk said he needs to run. I don't know how he is politically. I don't know anything about his political stance. I just know he's, he's pretty, got uh, an elbow for the people. I think he's pretty middle of the road. Like just more like a. I just really wish you would have caught my reference there. No, I got it. The people's elbow. Just I laugh at it, would you? Because I thought it was really. It's clever. not that funny. It was really clever. I think the audience is laughing right now, like just chuckling. You know who I'd vote for? Who's in that show? The guy Stone that's Cold always Steve Austin. Yeah, Mick Foley. Uh, the Undertaker was on Joe Rogan the other day. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh yeah, he's great. Um. Jake the Snake. He's been on there multiple times. He was great on there. Jake the Snake's episode on Joe Rogan. It's one of the best. One of the best episodes I've ever listened to in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. Speaking of Joe Rogan, he... So some stats came out recently about after... Since he's moved over to Spotify. Probably not good, huh? He's lost like 64% of his audience. I'm not surprised. I've been listening a I lot. I haven't listened to any of it. I've been listening a lot lately. The Spotify app is terrible. I hate it. It's on. I've always hated it. I brought this up multiple you times. You can't find anything. It's the worst functioning app for music and podcasts Definitely that for has podcasts. ever existed. I don't like it for music. I, I've got it multiple times. I know a lot of people that always say, oh, Spotify, that's the way to go. You got to go to Spotify. Like they set up your playlist. It's awesome. I, every time I've gotten on Spotify, I have no freaking clue what to do. They don't set up crap for you unless you physically select everything. Yeah. And it's it's so unfriendly, like user unfriendly. Hate it. I just hate it. Joe Rogan doesn't care though. So do you um do why you, would he care? Do you think that yeah, that's the question. Do you think that he does care? No. Because he already made the payday? Yes. 64% drop in audience is a big deal. But it doesn't matter. He gets paid the same regardless. He's already made the money. It doesn't, like his audience and what do you doesn't make, 100, reflect. what $100 million? Was that what it was? So it was claimed at $110 million for his contract, but Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer had a, uh, a podcast together. It's, uh, what's it called? Two Bears. Yeah. Two Bears, One Cave. Two Bears, One Cave. And they were on that, and they were joking around, drinking a lot, like having a good time. And they Giamatti hates Spotify. Turk says, <laughs> "Yes, I hate I hate Spotify. So does Giamatti." They were talking about this, and they're like, "Hey, Tom looked over at Bert, and he's like, hey, you hear about Joe's uh, contract?'" And Bert like, he's like, "Yeah, I heard about it." And Tom's like, "110 million." And Bert lost it, like he normally does, like laughing uncontrollably. And they both started laughing, and they. Like literally at the same time, they're like, it was 110 million. So much more than that. Like they both started talking about how much more money he got from Spotify than what was released in, to the public. Really? And 
they were laughing uncontrollably about it. That's why I was like, I feel like this is true. And what is Tom, it? I, I like Tom Segura because I feel like he is telling the truth. Bert is always playing a character. Yeah, right. I, regardless of what he's doing, I feel like he's always got this, like a, a certain character he's playing. But Tom was like, mm, yeah, like I've been on the show a couple times. I talked to him multiple times. He's made a lot more money than what was released with the public. And well, he still has, either way, he still has ads. Yeah. So who who does the ad money go to? Does it go to Spotify? And it probably still goes to him. I wouldn't doubt if it did. Here's the question: Is how does Spotify have so much money? Like, can they ever make that money back? What is Honestly, it, what does a membership like, cost? Because I listen to it; it's free. I have no idea. But it's not like you subscribe. have to pay. Spotify started the whole industry of like, besides like. Pandora, I guess. Yeah, Pandora. Yeah. Pandora started it, but it was all ad. It was ad supported. Ad supported, and then Apple. Spotify came out. Apple was right, but I'm talking about outside of Apple. Yeah, Spotify was basically the first one that came about in the cutting edge, leading like Android, Samsung type market. Right, yeah. like Spotify was the one that everybody downloaded, and. Yeah, yeah, people paid for it and I don't know what they were paying, it's, but people it's 10 are bucks still a month. paying. It's 10 bucks a month. Okay, well people are still paying that apparently. Well, for because sh- the diehard Spotify people are paying. No, that. for sure. A lot of people use Spotify the same way that people pay 10 bucks a month for Apple Music or 10 bucks a month for YouTube Music. But it's so much more intuitive. Like Apple, YouTube, Amazon, they're so much more intuitive on what you like. I don't know because I haven't really used Spotify that much, but I will say I've been using it to listen to Joe Rogan, and there's two glaring issues. I have not. Um, first huge it. problem is it doesn't allow you to download an audio or play an audio-only version of the podcast. You have to watch a video? You have to have the video running. It's running, so it's using your data when you're not at, on Wi-Fi. Never. Now, I don't know if it still does when you close, like turn your screen off. Well, I so that's know. the way YouTube is. If you don't pay for YouTube music and you just subscribe to YouTube music, if you close your phone, it'll shut the music up. No, no, you Spotify it doesn't. Up. It leaves the podcast going. I don't know if it's somehow streaming the video still, though, in the background. Oh, I gotcha. I'm, I'm just concerned about data. But I think that's a huge glaring problem. Number two. And, huge problem. And number two is... Um, I guarantee you that drove that's what drove away most of the subscribers because well, that's yeah if you're commuting that's what it did and you're not me. on Wi-Fi and you're sitting there and it's got to be playing a video all day long. I want no part of that. Come on, man, that's so stupid. And now I have unlimited data, but there's still a cap. I get it, I do too. But there is a cap, and there's also like the phone's battery life. Like if you have to keep a video running and you're in a car and maybe you forgot your charger or you're in your office and you normally listen to podcasts if you're in your office theoretically you're on wi-fi but normally but like but what i'm saying is like what if you forgot your charger you can close the screen though i do it all the time i don't know it it, there's just so many problems with having that format i think it's really stupid and i don't want any part of it what's the other problem you think i can't remember now you've ranted too long you've giamatted too much I hate it. I don't want any fucking Merlot. I hate 
Spotify so much. I've tried Spotify multiple times and I don't like it. I've given them their chance and they've ruined my one of my favorite podcasts and I don't listen to it anymore. And you know what I still listen to? The Joe Rogan clips on YouTube because they're still putting those yeah. out and I'm still getting at least some. You know, I've been content. listening pretty much nonstop to Joe Rogan for the last couple of weeks while I've been planning. It's just as good. It's great. It's of great course podcast. it is. The podcast itself hasn't changed. Nope, not at all. Not just one the bit. delivery system. The delivery system is worse. It causes more problems for the listener. I was listening to uh, stupid like Free Solo dude the other day. He's back on there. Yeah, I saw that as well. Uh, just I, a clip. I like that guy. I like him a lot. He came off a lot better in the sec- in this last. I feel like he's. Like he's gotten better along. socially. Oh yeah, big time. His social aspect. To, well, he's married. First off. Oh, he got married. Yes. I didn't know that. To the girlfriend that he had in Free I think Solo. So, yeah. That's really great. That's a heroic like triumph. Uh, but he seems great. Uh, look at that dude's hands. Real liberal, but that's fine. But have you seen his hands? Yeah, it's incredible. The guy's amazing. He's got ape hands, like literal gorilla. You want to know what's hands. crazy is, and he'll say it, he said it on the podcast, he's like, I'm not one of the best climbers in the world. He is one of the best uh, solo climbers. He is the only, but he's like, the epitome of solo climbers. Yes, but there is going to be mountain climbing the Olympics this year for the first time. And he's like, I wouldn't even stand a chance in that. That's a different thing. He's like, that is like, uh, it's an exercise in like calisthenics or or, you know, in, uh, in not endurance, yes. the, the way he does it. So here's the difference is that he practices a run up a mountain. It's a very specific run that he's chosen that he knows he can complete. And he will do that with ropes 15 times, 20 times, whatever it, it takes for him to feel comfortable. And then he takes the ropes off and does that climb as a free solo with nothing on him. Those climbers that are in the Olympics that are doing that type of climbing are just climbing up a mountain for the first time and seeing who can do it on first. ropes. And I think for on s- ropes uh, for speed, for speed. But that's what I mean. Like that's why it's harder. Like he's practicing a route. You know, it's way more dangerous what he's doing. No, no, it's way but, harder what he's doing. He's doing it without a rope at the end. But he's so comfortable it with doesn't it, and matter. he's talked about it. He's talked about it before. But I'm talking about climbing skill, though. We're talking about climbing skill. He's choosing a route that he gets so comfortable with that all climbers could do. They just don't have the ability to say, I'm going to take ropes away from this. But if him and another climber went head to head in climbing a route for the first time, there are other people that have better skill than him and better ability to climb things faster. He just has that mindset of to where I don't care whether I have ropes or not because I know my ability. And he said, he said it in multiple interviews. If you have any sort of adrenaline or panic, you've done something wrong. Yeah. He said like, um, right. There's like something wrong with the part of his brain that processes fear. Yes. That's him. That's crazy. But that doesn't mean his climbing ability is better than others. His climbing ability is pretty amazing. It's incredible. I'm, not taking away from him. Um, I'm just saying he's also what, what older. he is stating, what he is stating he's like about better climbers. I think a lot of the guys in the agree. Olympics are going to be young. That's what he, and that's what he said. He's like, when I started climbing was just at the beginning of indoor climbing training. 
He's like, now that's how you start. So yeah, I the- think he's your age. Like, I think he's much older than me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, no one said, is Rogan still recording in Kenny Rogers Roasters? No, I think he's got, I don't know. He's got sure. a way better. I think it's all new now. though. Yeah, it's different now. He's got a big um, neon sign behind him that says Joe Rogan podcast. It's like yellow. Oh, maybe that's what there's he's talking no, about. There's no, there's no red lights. Those red stripe yeah, lights. Yeah, he had a know? weird like UFO thing. Yeah, that is not there anymore. Maybe that is what he's talking about, but it looks that way. All right. Do you got any more news? Because I got some what I'm uh, watching. I do. I also have some what I'm watching. What are we, where are we at? We got 15 minutes. Okay. There's a big talk. So after the last episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there's been tons of articles that have come out that we're talking about Captain America 4. Yes. I had that pulled up, actually. And they're just slamming articles about Captain America 4 and what it what's going to happen and what the movie looks like is... Anthony Mackie involved. Anthony Mackie's the next Captain well, yeah, America. Yeah, he's Captain America. Yes, absolutely. That's most likely the case. Um, the issue I have with it is that there is nothing that has come out that yeah, said they released an article today that the writer of Falcon and the Winter Soldier is writing the script for Captain America Four. Anthony Mackie came out and said, "I know nothing about this." Of course, he does. Like this is what he has to right. do. And he came out and he's like, I don't know anything about it. They haven't contacted me. I don't know anything. Like, seems a little bit early to, you know, do what you guys are doing. Yeah. And I agree. It's a little bit early. Like, why are we throwing out so much, like, speculation on what this movie is going to be about? We know Anthony Mackie is going to be Captain America. Spoilers, because that's what happens at the end of... Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. It's very apparent that's what they're going to do. Why do we have to throw out 97 articles that talk about Captain America 4 when we have no idea what's going to happen? So, yes, they're the same writers that are on Falcon and the Winter Soldier are working on it, but we've got probably two years. Oh, at least. Before we ever see anything probably, about it? Yeah, more than that. So, great. Well, whatever. We'll see. Um, we will see. Um. I, what we're watching? Yes. We're to get to that? We don't yep. have a lot of time left. Um, what have you been watching? I've, I'm, I haven't watched much, but I did watch one new show. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And, yes. And I have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I watched Invincible. Yes. Um, and then now movie. You watched a movie? I did. What movie? Mortal Kombat. Mortal um, we're not going to talk. I can't talk about it too much. Give me your reactions. Fine. But I, I haven't seen it yet. I will. So go ahead. Um, I've heard okay. bad things in general, like across the board. The reviews have not been good, not been kind, but well, not terrible either. It's like mixed, right? Here's the deal. It's not. So you remember what the Mortal Kombat movie was in the 90s, right? Yeah, real, real cheesy. But it was like the game. It was set up in the style of what the game was. Yeah, it was was. a tournament. In a tournament. Shang-Chi. Correct. Shang Soon. Shang Soon. Is that what it was? Yep. Um, And Shang Soon is the bad guy in this one as well. Uh, It's this one is not set up like the video games. It's not a tournament. Um they are setting it up that way in the future. Okay. Um, and they are showing certain people that are selected to be 
the fighters or the contestants for the, you know, the earth realm yeah. and the nether realm, the nether realm, you already know, um, they set up sub zero as a really evil guy, which is good because that's the way he's been forever. I've always called him snowball. Fucking hate snowball. But he was good at one point. It was turned bad. Yeah. But at the beginning of this episode, he's immediately bad. So what they did with this movie is they turned it into more of a story about certain people. There's a little bit more depth. It's, it's still Mortal Kombat, right? And you still have the really graphic, they, they do like really graphic fatalities. They took certain fatalities of these certain characters and they blended it in the movie to kill certain people. And I think that's kind of cool. Um, but at the beginning, it's more of a story about Scorpion and Scorpion growing up. Scorpion's completely different than you remember him from the games. Um, so it's Scorpion's life very early on. Something tragic happens. He gets sent to like hell, basically, and disappears. Snowball is still going on. Sub-Zero, still the bad guy. And then it continues on with um, Scorpion's like uh, ancestors. And there's a guy that is related to Scorpion. He doesn't know it. And you find it out later. Spoilers, but it's not really spoilers. You Luke figure Kang. out. No, Liu Kang is already part of Mortal Kombat. He's already one of the chosen. He's like one of the teachers of these people. Um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting the way they set it up. It was relatively decent. It's, you have to understand this is a Mortal Kombat movie. Don't come into it and think like, this yeah, is an Oscar-worthy performance. The cast is going to be incredible. The story is going to be so enthralling and make me... I just want to see good kung fu like, action. That's what I want to see. You will see very good action. I think it is very good. I think the story with Jax, the guy with the metal love arms... Jax. One of my favorites. I think his story is But there's phenomenal. no Johnny Cage in it. He's coming, though, because oh, they is. tease him at the end. Um, and he's coming. They, you know, they've Johnny set Cage this all up for a was a, supposed to be who he's based off of. Do you know who Johnny Cage, the character, is based off of? Jean Claude Van Damme. That is correct. Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme. Um, which fits fits the bill. Yeah, I mean that's him. I don't know. I I really liked the movie. I liked how they tied in the the beginning of the movie towards the end. Dirk I liked said, the family ties. Did you ties. know Wayne from Letterkenny is going to participate in the next martial uh, Mortal Kombat? Did not know that. No, I did not know that as well. I I didn't. Um, he could be a good Johnny Cage. I don't know. He's got a big neck. <laughs> he does really big neck. Uh, I, I you liked it. I I did like worth it. the watch. I enjoyed it. I don't think. But by the end of the movie, it wasn't like I ended the movie like, wow, like, holy crap. I ended the movie with, huh, I wonder what they're going to do next. It was just good. It was just okay. It kept my attention. And you didn't pay anything for it. Uh, I didn't. I mean, I paid my $7.50 a month. Well, there you I, go. I would say watch it. If I you will have the watch time. it. I will watch it for sure. I, I completely forgot about it. I don't think it's your cup of tea. Really? Just because I think you hate everything I love. Well, usually, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'll, no, I'll check it out. We'll talk about it more next week because I'll, I'll watch it Kung for sure. Fu-wise and fighting-wise, I think you will really enjoy it. Can kids watch it? No, not in the slightest. <laughs> okay. Nope. I'll probably watch it tomorrow then, uh, tomorrow night. Um. 
Falcon and the... Uh, actually, I want to talk about, before we get into that, we're, we're going to run out of time, so... We aren't. We have plenty of time. Let's talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then. Yes. Uh, what do you think? We I talked about it last week. I gave you my impressions of the final episode. I thought it was in, absolutely incredible. I absolutely loved it. Um, it finally culminated everything you wanted to happen. It, it, it really did, didn't it? finally put everything together that you wanted to see happen. I am not a fan of the new suit. I, I like everything but the goggles. I thought his suit was relatively ill-fitting. It was a little poofy. Yeah, I thought it looked kind of weird. I love I'm assuming it's got like properties to it because it was made in Wakanda. Ma- so it's, it's, it's got to be it's got to be like I mean, I love Falcon's wings and what they do and the oh, ability yeah, of incredible. them and all of that stuff. I am I love birds. No, but everything to deal <laughs> with him and the wings and having that shield yes. was incredible. Like it the stuff works. he was doing with the helicopter, and then when he lands on the bridge and the helicopter hits him yeah. and flies off of him because it's vibranium. This is somebody, I read something where somebody said, hey, he doesn't have superpowers, so how is he taking these impacts? Vibranium, vibranium. is an alloy or a metal in which it absorbs impact yes. and puts it back out. That's why the, Captain America and his shield, when he when it was made out of vibranium, made him so much stronger yeah. because it absorbed that and his body doesn't have to take it. Even though he's a super soldier, that's what advanced his ability. Right. You don't necessarily think it's it it whatever impact it's taking is transferred into whatever is giving it. And then rebounded back out, I believe. Well, that's what I mean. Like whatever it takes is going back into what is is given right like what's giving the attack it's going back into it and that's why anthony mackie then he's a very physically fit like strong person he can't take that effect but the vibranium can the shield can his wings can and that the wings are basically like a part of his skeleton you know like he he literally plants them they stick in the ground and then he's got a shield in front of him he's like unmovable at that point yeah and now I do when he's picking up the van. Yes, he's got a jetpack helping push him, but he's still using his physical muscle on a van that weighs—not a van, an armored vehicle—right that must weigh fifteen thousand pounds. So that's not really. So you have to suspend some belief uh, yeah, in correct. real life. It's a comic book show. It's a comic book. But you know that suit is also—you know—you know how the Black Panther suit mm-hmm. was like part of him part of him it was made of some type of material yeah probably vibranium i'm assuming that so is Sam's right suit. i don't want to get i mean i'm not going to judge it to that point no i anyway it's i can suspend a I lot lo- of disbelief I it, but this. how about his speech um incredibly which inspiring part? say that the speech he makes on the news like after when he's talking to the senators like he brings the debt. The debt. Are you kidding me? I don't me? think I remember. It's like the culmination of the episode. So he brings Carly. Yes. She dies. Yes. He brings her to the ambulance. Yes. And the senators that he saved are all standing there, and they're like, "We saved him." And he goes on this whole big speech about how she's not the villain. The villain. Yeah. And how like the struggle of Black Americans yes. over okay. the history and the struggle of uh, of disenfranchised people and how it's in all of our 
best interest. Okay, I remember to this. help everybody from the bottom up. I mean, it was, uh, it and was that an amazing is, speech. And that speech is what the like. It's the setup of what the belief is of Captain America from here on out. Correct. Right. So it's like setting up his. What would you call it? Like, uh, 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 like, what's that called? When you have like a, I can't think of the, the word. Arc. No, it's like your uh, mission statement. Yeah. It's like the mission statement of Captain America from here on out is what he's putting forth on everybody else and saying, this is what I believe. This is what I'm going to do. And this is what we're going to like achieve if I'm in this suit. I think the best thing about it is if you take everything he said and boil it down, and that there's a lot going on. It's a long speech. Like it it takes right. a, a long time. But the 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 boiling point of it all, the message really is like, hey, and this is something that I believe that is a problem. Shit is a lot more complicated than, than you are all making it out to be. Yes. So let's just take a little bit of time to admit what we don't know so that we can work together. Because human beings are human beings. Right. It doesn't matter about anything else, and we all go through the same thing at some point in our life, right? And I think that's what Captain America is representing is like, all of human beings. It doesn't matter about whatever you believe in or race or gender or anything. It's like, I stand for people and the right thing. So let's go with that. Right. Like, let's believe in that and follow me. Cause I'm going to do it. And, but yeah. I loved him calling out those centers and be oh, like, well, and yeah, being absolutely. like, Hey, you, and, but in a way that's like, listen, I get your point. You're not wrong. But either is she. Right. Because of what she was standing for. Right. Like she did it the wrong way, but you're also going about it the wrong way. And it's a complicated issue. And the know? good part about that show is that they they let you know how she felt as a human being. Yeah. Like she had a I mean, I still stance. maintain that she was a terrible character, but pretty unrealistic and just didn't make a lot of sense. But... To a point in the show, it didn't really make a lot of sense because it didn't matter to the overarching story. I mean, the flag smasher thing was there, but the real story was about Falcon. There there was two stories, right? There was the story of Falcon, um, Mm -hmm. his personal story, and then the overarching story of the narrative of what it's like to be a disenfranchised person in a country that doesn't hasn't always had your best interest. At heart, they they nailed it. Yeah, I mean with Isaiah Bradley, th- just the whole thing from top to bottom. I mean, it was so good. Like, I don't even care what political side of the aisle you're on. No, there's a lot. It doesn't of matter. Real good stuff that they did. The, the but only... the other story is the Winter Soldier story of well, yeah, um, letting go of the grief and pain of the past and overcoming that to live a productive life. And yes. Um, and they added the flag smasher part as something that they had to fight. Yeah, they had to have a foil. Yeah, that's what. That and was their foil, they tried to make the most relatable, complicated hero slash villain complex thing. 
which I don't think was terrible. No, I'm not saying it's terrible. That was great. I mean, obviously, everything... At least they gave some depth to a character that they had to fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything with Baron Zemo was incredible. Yeah. If we don't get more of that... They they should have put him in more of that show. Well, I don't think they knew how great he was going to be. True. Um, Sharon Carter, any we called it. Yep. Her being the power broker, I think a lot of people called it. Um, it, it doesn't seem to fit with the character. We'll see where they go with it. Well, that's what I was wondering is what, what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Like from here on out. But there's a lot of potential here. And it... It There's was also the, no commitment to a season two yet at this point. So. No, but there was. I'm glad they. I'm glad that they put it all on this episode because there's been so many shows. Well, I guess I shouldn't say so many. I guess I'm talking about WandaVision. Like you have this buildup to a certain point, and then it was a letdown. This show, I was liked a build WandaVision, up, but this is this was so much better. This was a build up to a certain point, and then you're like, "What's going to happen?" And they gave you what needed to happen. Like they gave you what you wanted. You saw what was supposed to happen for the story arc. WandaVision didn't do that. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, WandaVision very much felt like a prequel to a story yet to come. Absolutely. And they this, had to have something like that. And this felt like a six hour long Captain America Winter Soldier. But it's sad you know? it's sad that you have these characters like Wanda and Vision and they were they were played as a precursor to something else. I feel like they could have had a show that was like this. Yeah. They could have had a show that was like the one we had. And they could have done it they could have done it as a precursor and still made it. Just I mean, as good. I liked that show for its own reasons. For it's what just, it is, this this was something on a whole nother level. I mean, just everything. Yeah. And first of all, who gave a shit about Falcon before any of this? I didn't. And now he's like one of my favorite characters. And then the like wrap up with care. Isaiah Bradley at the Smithsonian. I mean, that yes. was incredible. Um, I just like the way that they're able to tackle these divisive. Uh, the climate of divisiveness in this country. And they're able to tackle it in a way that's real smart. A lot of people didn't care for it coming up. A lot of people have asked me, like, how'd you feel about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? But they stopped watching after the whole police part. Listen, I'm telling you, man, um, I don't care who you are or what you think you stand for. There is, whether you agree with it or not, there's some real smart stuff that happened, some real topics, right. some, and it's done the right way. And I feel like if you are, I, I don't want to get political, but like you can believe in one way or, and be politically one way, but you can't deny some shit that's gone down in this country. Right. And, and the, the good thing here is they're taking that and they're putting a more hopeful uh, spin on what that can become. Yes. So instead of languishing in the pain of it, finding the opportunity in it. And I, I think that's a really smart, important thing to do. Yeah. Because so much of our culture right now is about languishing in, in the pain and, and the victimhood. Right. And this didn't this do that. This is not it. That's it not that. I had I had a moment where I thought it was going to do that. Uh, yeah, there was a moment where, but they did that on purpose. 
Right. And you then know? they built it back up to be something different, and I appreciate it for what it was. It's very, very good. It's a good show. Um, we're out of time, but do you want to talk about Invincible real quick or not really? Yeah, I'm going to just say, like, the last episode I watched is by far the best episode that I've seen of Invincible. Um, Remind me uh, the specifics of it, because oh my gosh, there's so I much watched it happened. two weeks ago now. And, and you just... Yeah, so where do I even start? Um, so obviously it's revealed about what, um, what's his name, Omni-Man? Yeah. Has done. Is this when he has the fight with the immortal? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Love that episode. I want to bring up the one thing that I brought up to you because Nolan asked me about it. He said, you told Jerry there was something that really annoyed you that happened in this episode. What was it? Yeah. Can you guess what it was that annoyed me so much about it? One thing. No. The one little line where he goes back to his girlfriend's house. This is a spoiler. Yeah. And he says, man... I'm sorry you're so mad, but I'm invincible. That's I'm, the reason. Yes. And she goes, oh, yeah, I knew that. I've known that for like two weeks. Yes. No. Completely agree. That doesn't make as, any sense. As soon as she said that, yes, I agree. It, that was stupid. She didn't know. And maybe that maybe she was lying because you wouldn't act like that. Why did she act like that? Well... I can understand why she acted like that to a point if she didn't know, but she claims she already knew. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Pissed me off. And Other she completely that, shut him out. She completely... Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't like that character at all. No, I don't either. Can't stand her. I hope she's done. She's relatively unnecessarily unnecessary to the show. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to happen. But, And I'm glad that he left, you know, after that, and it... I love the stuff Whether with the robot dude. Or, that just totally blew me away. Yeah, where he changed into the boy and like he's doing that all for the monster girl. I love those twins, the character, those. And at first I thought they were going to be like really terrible characters, but they turned out to be pretty no, cool. No, I like them, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now we're going to see tonight what, I don't what enjoy- Omni-Man is going to tell Invincible. I mean, there's a reason that all this happened. Yes, and we don't know why. I mean, you might, but I don't know. Do you know? I do. Okay. Whether they play it the same way or not, I don't know. Because it has been a little bit different than the comics. Okay. In, in a way. Um, so the, it is the same, I guess. Well, they, why is everybody... Here's another thing. Why is everybody so like blown away? Because watch, they watch him kill the, the immortal dude, right? Yeah. And everybody's like, oh my God. Like people that don't know that he's already bad. But he was yeah. being straight up attacked. He was, but not when he killed everyone. When he ki- no, no, no. So when the immortal dude comes back and they're fighting, yeah, and they're like broadcasting it. Oh on the yeah, news. and he punched. He's and like, he oh my him god, he killed him, and he's like, yeah, but he was being attacked brutally. You know, from from their perspective, they don't know the backstory. Well, no, but they also don't know that he was recreated. Well, that's, well, they know he was dead. Well, they think he was dead. They don't well, know for sure. Either way. So he could come back to life again anyway. He's not really dead if he's immortal. That's true. <laughs> that is true. But, I mean, they, they were shocked about it because they saw Omni-Man kill the guy that he was, he's been working with forever on live television. Whether you speculated it or not that he had done it before, you just physically watched him do it on that live 
broadcast. I mean, I think anybody would be a little bit yeah, shocked. Yeah, of course. It was horrendously violent. Yeah. Uh, Nolan says, next week you guys should definitely drink beer from milk cartons. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, how much are you enjoying, uh, what's this, the guy's name? Uh, something Manzukis. J- is it Jason Manzukis? The guy, he's, he was on the league. He's the voice of the, the guy that throws the, that drinks the beer out of the milk carton. Manzukis. That's the guy's name, the actor. Oh, I didn't know that. That plays him. You know who I'm talking about? No. Do you ever watch The League? No. You never watched The League? I don't think so. Okay. I'm, I might have seen Forget an episode it. or two. I love that guy. He's hilarious. Oh, I believe you. He's a very good comedic actor. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to look him up. Either way, Invincible's very good. It's very graphic. It's I'm so good. very interested in, to see what the next episode's going to be. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow. I think Nolan last week said after that episode, he's like, this is the show I'm most looking at more yes. than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I can't go that far. I think that I apparently loved Falcon and the Winter Soldier more than the average person, although it's getting all the accolades. Um, I love Invincible too. I was definitely on a week to week basis. I don't know. It was a toss up. They're both great. I'm real big into Invincible. I am too. I'm I'm a big fan. I, I don't like how they're doing. I feel like Invincible, like the character Invincible had a little bit more ability and power in the comic books to where he wasn't just beat up and destroyed every time he fought something. I mean, my thing is like Invincible himself is actually like the worst character in the show. I know. And he he's not that way in the comic really? books. Really? To a point, he's learning his ability, he's but he wasn't, he wasn't whiny and he had more ability quicker. Okay. And that's what's kind of frustrating to me is to see him just obliterated it in every fight that he's ever in. Here's another question I got. freaking bothers Monster me. Girl, is the monster dead? Do you want me to answer that? Oh, you know the answer? Yes. Okay, no, don't answer Oh, okay. Uh, because, like, the monster was just like a skull. Like, his face was ripped off. Yes, he, he was gone at that point. But you'll find out. Okay. Um, so he's not. Um, that's it for this week. I got one more show that I've been watching. I, we don't have time to talk about it. Uh, I'm only a couple episodes in, so I'll save it. Maybe okay. you can watch it in the meantime. Yeah. New big show on Netflix, uh, Shadow and Bone, or Shadow and Bone, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, I've heard of this. Um, I haven't seen it. Yeah, Shadow and Bone. It's, a, uh, it's the big new Netflix release. It's, uh, I think, based off of a real popular YA book series. Never read it, never heard of it until yeah. this. Um, heard a lot of hype, checked it out. Interesting, very interesting, very like YA, like Hunger Games, the mm. uh, Maze Runner type that style, that genre. Yeah. Uh, what's that other one? Uh, Descendant and Ascended or whatever. No. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, Yes, very much like those shows. Okay, like which I've enjoyed. Very, very much. Um, so it's like a teen, but still fine for adults. Interesting concept for sure. Um, I don't even really know how to explain it. <laughs> and you've seen two episodes? Uh, I think I've, no, actually I think I'm on four. Out of? I don't know. I didn't look. Oh, okay. I mean, they're all available. Shadow and Bone? Shadow and Bone on Netflix. So I think it's interesting. Uh, It's getting better the more I get into it. 
the first episode was real confusing. They just kind of drop you in without a lot of explanation. Oh, and it's so kind of a like real specific world of stuff going on that like they're using words that, that you clearly don't. if you read the book, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you hadn't read the book, you're like, what? What is that? Like, uh, I don't know. Um, but eventually you kind of get the drift. Okay. There's warring countries and there's, uh, I, I want to call them, they're, I guess they're more or less magi, right? So they can control different various okay. elements of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like an army of those people and then there's an army of like just regular people. And, and there has been this, I can't remember what they call it, but it's like a rift that just uh, formed in between these two countries or two in, factions. Yeah. And it is this like the shadows and shadow the area that if you go into it, you turn to bone. No, it's full of these like gigantic dragon, like demons. Like that. Right. So you can't go through this thing, but they do go th- like, so they the military has these ships that they pilot through this shadow region and it's always like a huge risk that you're going to get attacked and just destroyed and by these di- creatures. And be died. But if you just like, a re- it's like a quiet place. If you're real quiet, you can kind of okay. get, you, get yourself through. So there's a lot more to it. It's, it's actually quite complicated. <laughs> it um, sounds like it. But I guess I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, 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 my main issue with all of these YA series is, is they like to make the protagonists real whiny and that drives me crazy so like the main character is this girl and she's just like a random like a nobody right in this military she's basically a cartographer okay and i'm no cartographer (laughs) of course you know she find out that she's like the chosen one of whatever they need need her to be. Yeah. And it's just like immediately like, oh my gosh, you're like the chosen one. You're gonna save everything. And it's just like, I don't want that. But you know, it's this just this is one I asked for. Yeah. It's just that kind of whininess that kind of annoys me. Yeah. But it's it's very teeny teen oriented, I guess. Okay. But I think you'll enjoy it. I really do. I think you'll like it. I might. I'm I think a you'll teen like it at heart. I think you'll like it more than me. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it for this week. I think we're way over our time. So yep. for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See you. See ya.